0: Welcome to Dragon Talk. <laughs> we are back. you're my favorite. We're back from the Los
1: Angeles. Back from
0: hell. <sighs> oh, is. And
1: Greg Tito got his voice back.
0: I am back. I got my voice. Uh, it's how uh, you know. Stella got, his, got her groove back, but I got Greg my got voice back. Greg got ba- his
1: voice back, <laughs> and your <laughs> eyes stopped oozing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mostly. Mostly stop just oozing. Just the regular ooze. I think I called it the devil's mustard. Uh, oh, it's gonna... the disease that
1: I had. I, I just threw up. <laughs> oh, can I get a washcloth? Uh,
0: so we're talking about D and D Live 2019: The Descent.
1: Descent. Where De-cent. I got crazy De-cent. sick.
0: Uh, on Friday, I don't think I even really talked about it too much on the twitters or anything like that. But I was really you sick couldn't. Friday morning.
1: Capable
0: uh, June June May seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth is when the dates are. I, once I say that, I don't have to say those dates anymore. No. Um, so uh, yeah, and I, I went to the clinic in Hollywood, and they How immediately, was it. It was great. I was like in and out there. Like I was I was expecting to be like two hours for it sure. Was, it was fifteen minutes tops. What? Before I had the prescription they, in walked my in and they
1: were probably like, oh. oh They're like, get away he's from. He's got the devil's mustard.
0: Because <laughs> <got the> de- <laughs> that's how doctors act. They're like, oh. You were acting a little bit like the imps and or Mad Maggie right then.
1: We do. Did we have a Mad Maggie costume? We did.
0: We did indeed. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. They did an amazing job.
1: They were all great. Yes. Uh, there was one mm-hmm. that was walking around flipping her little soul coin. mm and she caught my eye, or I caught her eye, and she just gave me this like, huh, like a little like nod. Like, I dare you to come over here and try to get this soul coin. And yeah. I was too scared. I was like, no, <laughs> no. Nope. You're like I'm, not- I'm just a little passerby. Do
0: not mess with the imps. Nope. Nope. It was creepy. Nope. Uh, so the soul coins. I have one of them in my hand right now. I They're very soul heavy. Soul you have in it. Uh, I believe it's uh, Jim Zub's soul <laughs> is in here. <laughs> Uh, so these were, as you can li- you probably listened to in the previous uh, episodes of uh, Dragon Talk, as well as on all the videos that you can watch on demand from D&D Live Please 2019. Watch
1: They're so good. On
0: our YouTube channel. There's all of, the- I mean, there's a lot of content up there. Probably more than uh, 50 hours of original stuff uh, and more uh, will be going up soon. So check it all out there. You didn't miss anything. Uh, there's tons of stuff to, des- to devour. Uh, you didn't miss anything. I mean, well... Y- it's all because we recorded forever. it. Because we recorded it yeah. for posterity. Yes. Uh, and uh, they're now all up there for real with audio that that, that you can listen to. So that's good. Uh, but, yeah, these soul coins were given out uh, by the cosplayers who were there. They told a story. You basically got a map when you came, when when, when attendees came show to. Show your coin. I'm I'm going to show my coin. Yeah, show your coin. Are you doing a, a Zoom from the, there you go, derp-a-derp. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is great audio, you guys. When you do this, <laughs>
1: that's how you get the devil's mustard. <laughs> oh my god, I got the devil's mustard in my mouth.
0: <laughs> it's terrible.
1: Greg just ate a soul coin. Oh,
0: now I have I'm the soul of Jim Zub inside oh, me. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Uh, so uh, yeah, the cosplayers were telling a story, and they basically w- your reward for going through and doing all of. Uh, the little bits with each of the cosplayers who were also acting as characters. Uh, you were able to get your soul coin and leave uh, oh, the plane of hell, leave Avernus uh, with your soul intact. They so were in
1: it. S- they were in character. In it
0: to win it, and all the attendees uh, had a great time there, uh, as did. well as interacting with uh, you know D&D luminaries is the the good catch-all phrase. Yes. Because there was people on the D&D team podcasters, streamers, uh, people who, uh, you know, uh, create licensed D&D stuff. Yep. We had 14 amazing partners um, there. Uh, how great was Ben Looms from Gate.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, he was so good. He knocked it out of the park. Yes.
0: Out of Out of the plane.
1: Out of, out of the, the plane. plane of hell. He, like, yep. It was out of there. He was amazing.
0: Right. He uh, he sang uh, to open up the concert, yeah. uh, which was fantastic. I didn't even talk
1: about the concert. Yeah. I had a miss because I had to go home. I heard it was amazing. It was amazing. There was a concert. We had
0: a rock concert there with uh, uh, Cardioid was amazing. A lot of people f- uh, saw them for the first time. Yeah. Library Bards was there. Jason Charles Miller uh, did two awesome songs. Jeez. Um, Mountain Goats, of course. John Darnell was there yep. and did an uh, amazing uh, thing. I, my, my favorite, I think, bit was when uh, Pelham was like, I think I think we're all going to be chanting Hail Satan by the end <gasps> of the song. Uh, cuz he's got that song it's called the uh 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 the best death metal band out of oh, denton oh
1: my god then this which
0: is, closed out his set it's
1: the 80s all over
0: it it was the 80s all, all over oh, again no. hail satan uh and it was great and then um uh magic sword we never they, knew we i didn't know we'll what to expect away. with the magic sword i was like they're going to be awesome but i what what is it going to be how is it going to be received and it was so gratifying to see The folks who were there for the concert get up and start
1: just dancing
0: like they were at a real rock concert because it was a real rock concert. They like, I mean, I'm not a huge um, you know electronic dance music fan, so I I can't say like it was like my genre. But it didn't matter because they brought everybody up with their energy. They they handed out plastic. Magic Swords, no, jumping around. I don't know if you know this, but Liz Shu was there the entire concert. Uh, our boss, Liz Shu, is amazing. She did a lot of great work with D&D Live. She was jumping up in the air, fists pounding. Oh, my so
1: God! So excited
0: uh, uh, about the performance that Magic Sword was doing. They rocked the house.
1: And her son, Ben, was, was taking, one of our awesome photographers. He
0: took a lot of great pictures. His
1: pictures are fantastic. They
0: are amazing. Yeah. They're good stuff.
1: Oh, I wish I could have been. Because you know I can bang my head.
0: You are a good headbanger. I I mean, I think you went to school for that.
1: I did. I majored in headbanging.
0: Yeah, so it's really important not to do it too much, so that you're well. Not at this age. Not the whiplashing. Get the
1: vertigo or something. (laughs) The vertigo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Magic Sword, I think, was the band that showed up kind of early, and we helped them unload their equipment. Yes,
0: because they had the most uh, uh, intricate setup. It wasn't just instruments; they have like a lot of electronic stuff. I'm looking at Ryan because I'm like, oh yeah, you know about music did stuff. You know
1: about the bands?
0: Yeah. So it was a, it was a little um, bit of a touch and go of setting that all up but they sound checked, they did everything. It was the same space that we used for the D&D Epic that day as well as all of the live shows. sound
1: checking while the Epic was
0: going on? No, they, they were setting up. They started sound checking immediately after uh, and so the transition, I only, you only had four hours really to transition and that ended up being plenty of time uh, to get everybody well. happy and having one of their the best sets ever by a fandom that was like super excited just to like, you know, uh, 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 ha- have this wonderful celebratory moment at the end. They're of my T&D new live. favorite band.
1: They're fantastic. But I actually got to live out one of my dreams of like pre- pretending I was like a, a road manager because that's what I really wanted to do. You pretend to be a road manager? Well, like I'm like carrying like equipment into a venue. I'm like, this is what I would have been doing if I followed my dreams.
0: If, if you were only working at Sub Pop still. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I
1: would have hated that. By the way, I am carrying chairs
0: and tables, which is what I saw you do. You were doing some good carrying. Did
1: you see that? I saw it. I was helping.
0: You were helping a lot.
1: Okay. I was trying. I was trying to earn my keep.
0: <laughs> you, you earned it. I tried. Yeah. You earned your soul it coin was, back slightly.
1: Oh, and I also loved getting my hair and makeup done.
0: <sighs> right. By professionals. Yeah.
1: Misty, like a real pro.
0: Misty Dawn is one of my favorite people. She's been at uh, a couple of the events we've done in the last me. year. She's fantastic. She's
1: got some good cat stories, too. And
0: she is able to create, I mean, she did the makeup for Jim Zub. She yes. shaved his head, uh, all that stuff. Uh, and uh, uh, her, her cohort, Diane, did a wonderful job as well uh, with all the beauty stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, made Anna Prosser look amazing as host. That's
1: not, I mean, even I, I don't know how to do makeup, and I could make Anna Prosser look amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it takes, it makes an just extra like, hey, amount of I'm skill to make it. just take
1: this comb. Okay. <laughs>
0: but then she's got those tresses of hair. Oh, that are yeah, just yeah. Like, uh It's, it's uh, a lot of work, but it looked amazing. Yep. She did a fantastic job. Uh, Anna Prosser did just making sure. Uh, you got stayed on point for all of the things that you need to talk easy. about? Not easy. Not easy. I think she even prompted you for, like, what's the title of the thing?
1: Yeah, I know. It's like, there's <laughs> man of expansion. Woo!
0: And we're like, what's this? Peace what's out, the...
1: everyone. You did oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. What's it called? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sandy Massacre Football Rules. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the expansion is called what, Battle?
1: Battle for Baldur's Gate, Battle baby. Battle for Baldur's Gate. Because we're in with the theme, we're the annual storyline.
0: In it to win it.
1: Um, You know what we haven't talked about?
0: What? Our guest? We did. For today? We should do that. We should do that on their intro because it is Mr. Ethan Schoonover. <laughs> Is coming on. We Woo! will be talking to him uh, about what it's like to run a and d club, turning into a DD and d class yep. at a school here in the Seattle area. A girls' school. A girls' school. All girls, girls' school. school. Uh, the stories he has told on Twitter about the Dungeon Masters that he is Amazing. training up uh, just makes my heart uh, yep. explode I love with it. love. There's and so many good stories. I'm going to use all of his guidelines that he'll teach us in this interview on, uh, on on my girls. Yeah, Or maybe I'll just hire Ethan to, to maybe. do
1: it. By the time your girls go to middle school, like it's going to be like, of course there's a D&D club here.
0: Of course there is. It's and we're going to start it.
1: They have math. They have history. They have science. They have D&D. They have PE. They have art.
0: Well, my dream is for D&D to be integrated in all of those things. So exactly. that you're like, oh, you learn history. Let's go into our imagination land where uh, here's Alexander Hamilton writing his uh, treatise uh, defending the Constitution with the Federalist Papers. See, I can just say that.
1: My god. Yeah,
0: see cuz I played D&D as Alexander I'm
1: Hamilton. Really impressed. <laughs> and because you saw Hamilton. I never actually seen Hamilton. You haven't? No. Me either.
0: No, it's very expensive.
1: It was in Chicago when we were just there this past weekend. Yeah. And my friend lives in Chicago. He was like, "Oh, it's super easy to get tickets. Did you want me to get you one?" I'm like, "I I okay, I wish I had known." Yeah, it's I just didn't. super easy. Yeah. He's got to call up
0: Lin Manuel Miranda and be yeah. like, "Hey." He just stands outside of the hey. theater
1: like handing him out. And he's like, "He can't fill a seat, man. You just got to like <laughs> give him out." <laughs> it's not D&D live, okay? It's Hamilton.
0: It's just Hamilton. It's just Hamilton. Nothing big. Yeah. Um, so we'll be having Lynn manuel at our next D&D live event. I think he's uh, a D&D
1: guy. Of course, yeah. right? Yeah, we've got you some You can't be event. that creative and that talented without D&D in your life.
0: That's true. That's true. At least uh, science. The, the, the portrayal is in his heart. It is. Uh, so we'll be talking to Ethan uh, Schoonover very soon. Then we also have uh, some B segments. We're gonna talk I keep calling B segments because of you, Ryan. Uh, it's lore you should know uh, with a new person. We're going to talk to Adam Lee.
1: Adam Lee! Uh,
0: who did amazing stuff uh, for uh, the Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus storyline. Yes, he did. Uh, and he's going to give us uh, some insight into one him. facet of that wonderfulness very soon.
1: It'll be nice to hear sweet Adam and his soft, soothing yoga voice. His talk yoga about voice. hell and demons. Yeah. Here's
0: what demons mean to me.
1: Here's what. How I descended.
0: Here is how I get out my inner demons by stretching out my <laughs> gluteus maximus. <And>
1: tree pose. <laughs> and tree pose. There's no trees in Avernus. <laughs> They're all been burned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, that's what we'll be doing. Uh, do we? Do we? Do we want to go over all the products that we talked yes, about at D&D Live? because
1: I'm bursting with fruit flavor.
0: Well, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, this is fruit flavored coffee. It's delicious. Mmm. Mm. Uh, I feel like we'd be remiss to say uh, ghost. Saltmarsh is out now. You can get it. It's in-game stores. Yes. You can sail the 7Cs uh, or the 17Cs or the 7,717Cs. 7, All of them. All of them. Um, or just the one that's near Saltmarsh. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, there's two versions available. You can get one, the standard cover, which is
1: Gorge. badass.
0: Uh, but then there's also the, <laughs> alternate, <Badass. laughs> the alternate cover version. You can only get in-game stores. Um, it's got a no-scratch no cover. Uh, so, so dig in and grab it while you can. That's good. Um, there's also a little book called "Acquisitions Incorporated coming out yeah. this month, June 18th. Uh, it has everything you need to start up a
1: franchise.
0: Franchise. That's the word I was looking for. Thank ah, you.
1: you help me with partner. I help you with franchise.
0: That's, these are words.
1: That's why we are together.
0: <laughs> That's why we're a team. We're like collaborators. If we
1: finish each other's sentences.
0: <laughs> finish each other's sandwiches. Ah, I uh, that. Uh. hope
1: you like veggie burgers.
0: <laughs> as long as I can put devil's mustard on it.
1: Oh. <laughs> I need the washcloth again.
0: Uh, anywho we're talking about Adventures, uh, adventures acqui- Acquisition no Acquisitions Incorporated <laughs> you can start your own franchise there's a mini campaign in there plus NPC write ups yes. of all of the characters you know and love from uh, uh, Ac Inc and uh, the sea from team. the PAX West as well as from the C team yeah. so you can play Rosie Beestinger, yeah. for example uh, uh, the Viari uh, Patrick Rothfuss yes. character is in there as well and they were awesome uh, playing together at D&D Live uh, it was really great to see them and see their, their, their cohesion it was, it was a wonderful thing Love it. Uh, So that's again coming out June 18th. Check your uh, local listings.
1: Check your list, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and then, of course, let's just go real quick through all the fun things that we announced. Can we do that?
1: Except for the one that I announced.
0: Okay, so you do that one. Uh, so, Baldur's Gate: Descent into Avernus is a campaign uh, similar to Waterdeep: Dragon Heist or, or Tomb of Annihilation. Yes. Um, it, it takes players from level one to level thirteen. It's set in Baldur's Gate until thirteen. Something really? right? It's in the messaging for a reason. Uh. Um, <laughs> And then uh, it, it, uh, it it begins in the material plane, but then you, through the course of it, will travel to Avernus, the first layer of hell, and uh, interact with what's happening on that plane, which is the blood war between devils and demons. Uh, the cover is Hello. amazing it's by Tyler Jacobson, oh, uh, it's amazing so artist. Uh, he's done, uh, just to name a few, but the Monster Manual and uh, Player's Handbook, uh, as well as tons of other uh, great covers. He did this cover. It's got Zerial with her sword, uh, uh, the um, Arch Devil that's in charge of that plane. And then there's an alt cover by Mr. Hydro seventy four who was also at D and D Live. Oh, it that's was really right. great to see Josh. He's a fantastic artist. He's yep. done the alternate covers uh, for Xanathars and Volo's Get to Monsters. There's an alternate cover. It was on a lot of the t-shirts uh, and the swag bags that you might have seen. Yes. Uh, everywhere. Fantastic stuff. Uh, so there's also dice there's a great dice set dice. the dice set Dude, people
1: are seriously freaking out about this dice I'm set I'm freaking
0: out about this dice set it's pretty cool it was like
1: number 1 on Amazon
0: it <laughs> deserves to be number 17,000 <laughs> million on wait no that's the opposite no, no. it should be negative 400 <laughs> no <laughs> ah. the dice set's cool it's not even just a dice set because there's like so many other things in it yeah we'll talk more about it as we get closer cuz we're running out of out of time here this is getting to be a longy uh got
1: stay on stage. The Dungeons Dragon Essentials
0: Kit, it's going to be in target on uh June 24th in North America, everywhere else on September 3rd. Great for onboarding yes. new players where the starter kit, starter set that would came out for fifth edition might be more dungeon master focused. The Essentials Kit is more for players, people who can jump in and make their first character. Uh, it's got sidekick rules. It's got rules for uh, only two players, but one Dungeon Master That's and one awesome. player. That, uh,
1: people are really excited about that.
0: It's pretty cool. It's got a new adventure. And,
1: I mean, there is a uh, NPC in there that may or may not be modeled after my child.
0: <gasps> is that true? Yeah. Who's the NPC? Quinn High Oh.
1: And Sean, I think Sean would did the... Illustration form him, and I gave him Quinn's little class picture, mm-hmm. and then he kind of like aged him up, like one of those like this is what this is
0: what he look, will look like. look like at sixteen. He's one of the sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, that's so cool. It's All right, like- well, we'll be sure to embarrass him uh, when he's you know twenty five, being like, "This was you. You don't look like it's that." Like, God,
1: mom, <laughs> totally exploiting my identity.
0: Uh, there's also uh, Dungeons and Dragons versus Rick and Morty tabletop role playing game adventure.
1: That's what I want to talk about.
0: You talk about it real quick.
1: Okay, it's the best thing ever. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Based on taking, uh, uh, like, picking up from the comic book yeah. series, uh, you now get a chance to play Rick's Dungeons and Dragons. Like, what if he was your Dungeon Master? He so
2: is my Dungeon
1: Master. It is an all-original adventure that Kate Welch is leading the design on, and it is so funny and so weird and so awesome. And you get to play, um, the, we have five pregens in there that are the characters from the comic or Rick's family. Uh-huh. And Dice... And a toys. rule book that has been annotated by Rick. What? And also an amazing Dungeon Master screen with all new original art from Troy Little.
0: Ooh, with lots of fun, uh, uh, helpful, quote unquote, hints yeah. on the back of that Dungeon Master screen for the Dungeon Master.
1: Yes. That's good stuff. So it's amazing.
0: North America only on yeah. November 19th. Correct. 2019? Yeah. This year? This year. Are you serious? I swear to God. Are you done with it
1: yet? Uh, it's very close.
0: Then good. Yeah. All right. We're done and done. We
1: are on (laughs) (laughs) schedule.
0: I hate you so much. (laughs) Uh, again, I do want to emphasize it is North America only for reasons. Reasons. But just want to make sure everyone knows, uh, uh, you can get it here in, uh, Canada. Yeah. So that's good. Canadians get something.
1: Yeah. For nothing. They get free health
0: care. Uh, we already mentioned, (laughs) yeah, they do. Uh, (laughs) Battle for Baldur's Gate. Um. Dungeon ma'am. And then dungeon, yeah, that's it. yeah. I think, I think, I think we've mm, covered it's it. A kind of a busy year. We've got a few more episodes to cover more of these in detail. Yes. We'll be probably talking to a lot of the creators yeah. uh, behind a lot of these things leading up to uh, when they release. So, but wanted to give you a quick overview, you know, in our voice. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get voice. to our uh, lore. You should know. Okay, we'll have some bings, we'll have some bongs, and you'll hear the dulcet tones of Adam Lee. Ready?
1: Get your yoga mat.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a segment of lore you should know. I am Greg Tito, and I'm joined by Adam Lee. Well, hello, Greg. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm delightful. And you? Oh, wonderbar. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Today on Lori Chano, where we 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 investigate little bits of Dungeons and Dragons lore for Mm -hmm. your own edification and/or ways to infect it into your game. Yes. We just renounced, uh, ba- I was going to say battle for Baldur's Gate, but it's not. It's Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. Yeah. Uh, a story that has been near and dear to your heart for the last two
3: years? 200,000 years. 200,000 years. <laughs> uh, since the dawn of time. Since the dawn of time. I know. You are the devil behind uh,
0: all this. Uh
3: yeah. I'm one of the devils in the details. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to talk about, uh, the, the warlords, uh, that are kind of independent agents in this first plane of the Nine Hells, Avernus. Yeah. As well as what they want. Oh, yeah. Which are
3: these, these bad boys. These yeah. soul coins. These delicious little things. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, where do you want to start? Um, well, I mean, we could start right at, uh, so what the warlords are is, um, they are a collection of all kinds of different creatures um, uh, that have come from all around. Some of them are from within hell, and some of them have come from extra extra outside planes outside of hell. And uh, pretty much what they're doing in there are varied and sundry. Um, however, most of them are... About these guys, the Soul Coins. Mm. Um, this is the sort of economy of hell. This is how hell runs. And this is all of hell, or just on Avernus, just on the first plane. Um, all of hell,
0: all um, of hell runs on Soul Coins.
3: Yeah, Soul Coins are are the way d- d- devils sort of um, do deals. Um, they trade them for goods and services, <laughs> as you would. Um, they also use them for bribes and uh, and to reward their um, their you know their their servants that. Uh, do good things and they're also or bad things, or, or, or bad things, yes. And they're also um, used to rob the uh, devils will rob and cheat and steal from each other. So, um, but this kind of uh, souls are what makes uh, the the economy of hell go round. So, um, interesting. And it, and it becomes both an energy source and a currency, yeah. Yeah. So, soul coins um, you can use them um, to you can use a soul because each soul coin has its own individual soul trapped within it. And those souls may be good or evil. And um, if you have a soul coin, you can actually telepathically connect with it. And you can um, have a small conversation with one of these things. Um, Sometimes a soul inside is, is insane and may just give you babble. And others may speak cryptically. Um, others may plead and beg <laughs> to be let out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Are there more ones that are more valuable than others to devils? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, some uh, You might find a, a coin that has a really um, a soul of a great paladin, a warrior that oh. was um, somehow trapped into one of these. Um, and if a devil does uh, find one of those, then uh, that would be um, of a great value to them. Um, because devils love uh, seeing uh, the good guys go down. Mm. so, uh, but if you come into contact with one of these, you might hear a plea from it and then be taken on a whole new adventure that uh, can lead you who knows where interesting, yeah, yeah, so
0: is it almost is it like the value difference
3: between a like a platinum coin to a copper coin, or is it? It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it could be seen on that level. I mean, it's definitely more abstract depending on, um, you know, a certain devil might really, you know, some devils might not see it. Like, like say a devil, archdevil like Zeril. She might, if it's a great warrior in there, she might be like, ooh, wow, I'm, I'm interested soul. in that. Yeah, because I want to now take that and put it into, you know, uh, you know, some kind of make it into a devil. If it's a be- an evil soul or if it's a good soul, then she might want to destroy it because if it ever comes free, that could be a threat. Another devil like Mephistopheles might see, oh, if it's a great magician or a great uh, artificer or alchemist or something like that, mm. Mephistopheles who's interested in magic items and, and knowledge might say, ooh, I, I want that soul. And if you give that to me, I'll give you some kind of I cool thing in exchange. So there's like so. a relative value based mm-hmm. on the purchaser.
0: Sure, right, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. And now how, what, is it, what is the difference between the soul's in trapped in soul coins and the souls that are devils that come out as uh, from oh the lemures. so yeah.
3: those are generally lawful evil souls so if you have one of these things and um, one of the soul coins soul coins and you, um, say I was to cast remove curse on it like and then the soul is freed if a good soul is in that then it's just going to kind of flitter off and go to either the plane where it's God is is in residence or it's going to go to the plane that sort of naturally is, you know, if it's a good, it'll go to a a good plane. If it's chaotic neutral, it'll go cat a neutral plane. If it's a lawful evil soul, it'll come out of here and then just get sucked because of the power of Avernus. It'll get sucked into the river Styx and then emerge as a lemur or a lemur, as some may say. <laughs> <laughs> I say lemur, however, um, I think the, the correct is lemur, which I'm just like... like the monkey? It's like a monkey, yeah. <laughs> right, so the lemur
0: makes a lot more sense to me. Yes. Um... Okay, so just sorry if I'm if I'm just trying to get the metaphysics no, no, here. Man. So the so how how does a how does a good soul get trapped in a soul coin to be traded in
3: hell? Then? So a good soul getting trapped in one of these, um, one way is that they they um, they either make a deal with the devil, like they their backs against the wall, and they're, oh, and they're a good person, and they're just like I've got no other choice you know you always have a choice but in say in their case they they were they're like i've got to save my my city or i've got to save the people i love and the only way to do that is to make the deal with the devil and they do that deal and the devil's like uh you know you've got to do these uh you know tasks for me and after the devil does saves them they're like you know what screw that deal i'm not going to do it and when they break a deal um probably the penalty could be that you get trapped inside one of these or that your your soul becomes sucked into you know um you know gets well yeah your soul is forfeit so um so you're not allowed to break deals another way uh you know good aligned people can get trapped into these things is um you know is through basically through deals um another thing that i guess they could um, be cursed somehow. Um, they could get cursed and then the part of that curse is to to wind up getting here or they get cursed and then that curse then leads to a bargain that leads to something else. So, so that's why the, the
0: when you were talking about relative value, that's why good aligned soul coins are so valuable is because oh, yeah. they're so rare. It's hard, yeah. They're hard. Right? It, it takes hard. a lot of devilish work yeah. uh, on the material plane to convince yeah. someone uh, or, or some soul that whatever choice they're making, even though it might be an evil yeah. act, they might think it's got the r- relative general good yeah. But
3: the penalty is getting this and then it, for devils that's like delicious yeah. candy. Yeah, it's a comedy of errors for a good person to get in one of these. But <laughs> it happens. And uh and when it does, yeah, then um you know as you see these coins flitting around. And generally, when you, you're safe, you're in Avernus, and you get one of these coins, you're going to f- sort of have a sense of what kind of soul's in here. Mm-hmm. You'll feel either the rage that's coming from it, if it's a, like a, you know, a, a wrathful soul, or you know, a madness, it'll be cackling or whatever. Um, but, um, and sometimes you, know, you could have a soul that's evil, but it, it could be masquerading as good, so it might be tricking Ooh. you and you wouldn't know but um generally you know you can kind of feel telepathically if you hold a soul coin you'll know sort of like what is trapped in there and what the energy is because um as a as a as a as a adventurer in hell you can actually um you know, query these, and you can also uh, pull on their energy to heal yourself or to use their energy for your own good. Oh, is that an evil act? That is know? an evil act. Oh, yeah. So, so then your soul might be forfeited and turned into a soul coin. Yeah, I think as as you know, you're playing in 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 avernus. A, a DM is going to kind of keep a little tally and secret as to what kind of you know things you're doing in there as a player, and um, there could be consequences. So if you're like you know, oh, I'm gonna draw upon this power to like heal myself or make me more cool, um that's just a little stain or that's a little evil act that you're doing. However, freeing a soul from a soul coin is a good act. Ah. So if you're like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go for this devil BS, I'm gonna free all these souls, you can destroy these in various ways and uh and and be a goody two shoes in hell. That's pretty interesting. That's kind of what it's all about. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so then we, we we did say that they are able to power certain things within yeah. Hell, and that's one of them. You know, the most uh, ones we've talked about the most so far is the Infernal War Machines. Yeah, what uh, what are those? What's an Infernal War Machine?
3: So so uh, Avernus is a kind of the the neck or the originator point of Infernal War Machines, and why that is is because it's the front line of the Blood War. So the demons are piling out of the river Styx and they're smashing into hell and they're trying to devour their way all the way to the to the ninth level. Avernus is sort of the the barrier against all of that. And so to fight demons, um, you know, demons aren't uh, are they need to be. Um, I mean, they're they're just terrifying and they come in hordes. And so the devils have um, devised these these machines. Um, that are just demon slaying, uh, just demon slaying war machines, contraptions, contraptions of, of, of hell. Yeah. yeah, are they made from actual physical metal and yeah. and stone and wh- whatever materials that are there? Yeah, basically they're made out of inf- infernally mined iron, and okay. uh, and they, um, you know, they're all different sizes and shapes, and um, some of them are massive and enormous, and some of them are like about the size of maybe a, a large motorcycle. Um, so the, they're they're all over the spectrum. Who makes them? Um, it's there's various forges in Hell, um, and Bell is one of these forges. Of, oh. The uh, our old pal, yeah. the former ruler of Avernus, he has now been demoted since Ariel has come into power. And now he runs a forge. Interesting, and, um, and, and uh, he was portrayed at D and D Live. He was quite by well, Gil
0: Ramirez oh uh, as Bell. How amazing was that? That was so cool. So cool to see him. Man, yeah,
3: he's yeah. super talented. So
0: love that. that. Was a lot of fun. Uh, so that's cool. I didn't realize that's
3: that's I, I knew he was a, a, a blacksmith and that he was making something. Yeah. I didn't realize that one of the things he was making was these machines. Yeah. So these machines are made all over the place, um, you know, and uh, you can. And this war has been going on for eons and eons. And there is wreckage of all these war machines throughout Avernus. And you are able to go in and find these wrecks. And from the wreckage, you can construct your own sort of versions of your own war machine. And Mm. so, warlords who are throughout Avernus are sort of the, the, the creatures who have done this. They have... Gone to um, these wrecks, they have reverse engineered, they've figured it out, and they've devised their own sort of ramshackle contraptions and uh, created their own war machines. Now, and all, of course, all war machines are powered by souls. Yeah. Um, and that's where the coins come in, where um, each coin has a, a certain amount of charges within it. And um, when you put your coin into a war machine, it will destroy the coin and trap the soul and so now the soul will inhabit your war machine and power it and it will power it depending on how many charges were in the coin um it will power it for that many hours like it'll I think it's for each charge it's uh, 24 hours okay so you can go ramble it across the hellscape with your war machine all charged up until it devours the soul because in each each, uh, war machine there is a furnace of hellfire Mm. that um just annihilates the soul, and then the soul is devoured. So that 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 basically consumes the soul; it doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Yeah, the soul doesn't exist, that, that person case. cannot be resurrected. No, not even through divine intervention. Wow, it is. Yeah, this it's is a gone, gone, very permanent way. So that's so powering a war machine is a really a bad thing to do. <laughs> that's one of the stains of your of your own yeah. adventures through Avernus so, so interesting it, it is the most fun thing to do is to drive your war machine and do the the Fury Road thing yeah. but at the same time it is it is um, it is a very evil act so you know paladins are going to be really um, challenged when they go down here and uh, to to being righteous and, and to following um, sort of their their code of ethics right so you mentioned these 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 warlords these other some of them are from other
0: planes. Yeah, yeah. They're not actually dead in hell, right? They're no. not. They're not
3: people whose souls have, have left their bodies. No, they are. So, how do they end up there? So, some of them, um, like there's a there's a, a, a warlord called Feanor, and she was uh, invited down by Mahadi, who is a, a Rakshasa who is uh, who leads this wandering emporium that kind of goes through hell, and he is really kind of the one of the shadiest characters. Like, hell is full of shady characters, but Mahadi is one of the shadiest. Um, very charismatic and very evil and um, and will give you some wonderful things, but for a price. So, But Feonor was invited down by Mahadi. So Mahadi allowed, you know, generated a portal. fanor came down and he was kind of, kind of had the hots for Feanor. let's just put it bluntly. But yeah. Fanor is a very fickle, and, um, and she's kind of um, hard to please. And, uh, and she grew bored with him after a while. Mm-hmm. Even as, as awesome as Mahadi is and has many tricks as he had up his sleeve, she was like, yeah, I'm done here. Uh, but she did like war machines and she did like creating her own sort of uh, warlord army. And that's what she did. She stole a war machine. She went off and she created an undead sort of army um, of, of her, her warlord gang. And now she's sort of roaming around Avernus doing dastardly things. So you said undead, how is that how do undead get raised in hell? Um well, that's a very good question. Uh some of them are just from, you know, hapless mortals that went there and uh were you know brought back through her necromantic powers. Um generally if your soul uh you know undead are soulless, so it's just animating a, a rotting corpse. Um so um, as, with her necromantic powers, she's she's able to do that to return mm. dead. Um, so, but the souls now—that's another story. As soon as the person dies, that soul is going to fly off to who knows where. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll, you know, wherever it goes, it goes. But, Interesting. All right. So she's just one of the many
0: warlords that are down yeah. there. Um, that seems like she, so. Is, is she trying to get out? Is that like kind of the idea? Is like okay, I was in hell for a while. I was with Mahadi. Are are warlords happy where they are?
3: i um, well. I mean, everybody in hell is miserable. So
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, here.
3: everybody in hell is miserable. No, there's happy. Uh, they may feign happiness. They may feign contentment, but it's absolutely not the case. Uh, everybody there is is in some stage of of, of awful suffering or or uh, just you know self consuming hatred or angst or whatever. So, um, but you know each warlord is there to try to have their desires fulfilled or try to uh, enact their deepest wrath. Um, like somebody like Ragadraga, who is a were-bore, um he's there to, you know, like become the king of everything. Mm. Um, there's another uh, called uh, Princeps Kovic. And he was once, uh, he was a chain devil who was in charge of a devil legion that was wiped out by Kostichi, who was there. Um, and uh, he's now been You know, disbanded um, and uh, disenfranchised, and now is sort of a a renegade devil who has now become a warlord, and he has brought different devils from different parts. You know, from war, you know, devils who have been cast out or um, devils who don't have a legion, and he's amassed this band of devils. And he is is sort of his desire is to you know win the fight. He's his desire is to go back into the abyss. He wants to destroy the demons who, who cost him everything. Mm. Um, uh, there's a Bitterbreath. Um, that warlord, he was once a pit fiend, um, was a pal of Bell's when Bell was the archdevil and he ruled Avernus. Um, when Bell got cast down by Zerial, um, Bitterbreath uh, was demoted mm. and he became a horn devil. And he still tried to do some scheming, but uh, it ultimately got his wings clipped by Zareil and uh, and literally, now literally got his wings. Li- literally got his wings. Closed. They're just like little stumps now. Oh, gross! Yeah, and uh, and and then he got his his power to make deals removed. So now whenever oh. he speaks, it's just smoke that comes out. Oh, his little bitter breath. Oh, okay, that's funny. And that's a, a kind of a cool thing about um, that devils aren't always about just killing you off. Like if you do something bad, uh, you know, archdevils won't always just strike you down an archdevil might just take away your powers and humiliate you um, just to make you an example or to prolong your your suffering. I mean, it's just the, it's kind of the Sisyphus sort of thing of pushing mm. the boulder up to the top and then it slips out and rolls down and you got to go back and push it up to the top again. So that's part of this sort of devilish misery that's going on down here is that, you know, it, it's always about lessons. It's always about, you know, futility. It's always about the striving and the craving to get and the get the thing that you want, and it's just never. It's almost in your grasp, and then oh no, it goes.
0: So these these warlords seem like almost like a uh, uh, an embodiment of that, where like yeah. they're trying to break out from the the order that is the devilish kind of hierarchy, yeah. but they're still thinking that there's some hope yeah. somehow, yep. and it's it, encountering that as adventurers and
3: being like, oh wait, this is still hopeless. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, do you put them out of their misery? Do you try to help them out? But the thing about the devils, I mean, the devils are irredeemable. Like devils are soulless, evil, and they're although they may appear that they have rationality and they appear that they have control, um, they ultimately don't. They're slaves to their to the to the evil that's within them. Yeah. Now, other warlords um, that are you know different races, like like Raggedraga, who's a Wereboar. Um um even Feonor she's um you know just sort of a uh, a, a necromancer that's kind of cruising around She's um, elf isn't she now? Um I mean I'm just thinking of Feonor from uh, from Tokyo <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think she's I think she's a human. Okay. So but um and then there there is an Eladrin there the, uh, Oh, a, a smiler he um, Oh that's what I was
0: thinking of yeah. Yeah,
3: so that that um you know, those are, they may be able to be redeemed. They may be able, they might just be jerks that are down there um, being evil and you might be able to bargain with them and say, hey, you know, let, You know, have you seen the error of your ways? And, and you never know, but... Right, or you just want to be like, here, have some soul
0: coins yeah, uh, and get help me. us get to where we need to get to wherever yeah. in hell. Yeah. Or yeah. fight against them, yeah.
3: Yeah, and warlords, yeah, they can definitely uh, help you out because they are not... There's Zariel and she controls all the legions of Hell. Now the legions are—they are, you know, pretty much they're gonna follow in line with Zariel. They're—they're mm-hmm. kind of bound, but the warlords are are free agents. They are not—they're um, not bound by any of that stuff. They can—they can go either way. They, they haven't signed any deals. They haven't mm-hmm. made any contracts. So they are up for grabs. And if you can kind of do some dealing with them. More is the better. Cool stuff. Yeah. All right. So they're 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 most of them are evil, but they might be a neutral party to sure. you. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. to your party. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they could uh, for the right price they could help you out, or if you've got something that they want, or if you can get something they want, then yeah. Sweet. We can- awesome. All right. Well, can't
0: wait to uh, jump into more when uh, Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus comes out uh, oh, yeah. this September. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I got to remember that day. I think it's September 17th. Is that yeah, right? it's
3: like the third week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so look for it then. Uh, if you're interested in finding out more about these individual warlords, some of them were uh, dramatized yeah. by uh, uh, Chris Perkins, Marisha Ray, Kate Welch and yeah. Jeremy Crawford at uh, uh, the D and D Live. So l- look at those games if you haven't already, and you'll get some some personifications of those warlords. Um, but I can't wait to delve into it more in it's September. It's gonna be fun, awesome. How can people ask you about uh, what you know? What you would do for a soul coin online? Uh,
3: yeah, you can just drop me a note on Twitter. You know, uh, just post it on up there and just tag me in it. And, What's your yeah, handle? Uh, Adam of Adventure. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all about uh, seeing the creative ways soul coins can be used. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
3: right, well, thanks a lot, Adam. Oh, we welcome, will be back with some
0: more lore next week. Wasn't that a great segment by Adam? I really feel like I know the ins and the outs of hell.
1: Very insightful, yet oddly relaxing.
0: Right, it feels like we're talking about the awfulness of uh, what's occurring, uh, but you know we're
1: also cool with it. But we're also super zen. We're really zen about it. <laughs> Going to hell, yes. Yes. He's awesome. We. love like I. Him.
0: I do indeed. Uh, and friend of the show. Well, uh, of course,
1: and friend and of our hearts, friend of our lives,
0: and friend of uh, Soul Coins.
1: This is his soul.
0: <laughs> Wait, You have his soul, mm-hmm. and I have Jim Subs. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: I'm. I'm not going to eat mine the way you ate Jim's up. So.
0: Uh, you don't want the devil's
1: mustard.
0: <laughs> 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 so, okay. without further ado, Interview time. that's like the best intro uh, a guest is ever going to get. It's wow. like both of us throwing up on my... <laughs> 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 and now it's time uh, to speak to our guest. Let's do this. Let's, let's get him sat down. All right. Uh, Mr... Ethan Scoonover. How are you? Hello. Yeah, hey, thank you very much. Yeah, it's
4: good welcome, to be
0: here welcome. Yeah.
1: Very excited yeah. to have you here.
0: Um, yeah. So, folks on the Twitters might recognize you from many, many tweets about creating a club slash class for yeah. middle school kids yeah. here in the Seattle area. Yeah,
4: please go back in time and tell my 10 year old self that I would teach a D&D class. Right? right? Yeah. All right, well, we'll do it. Let's go.
1: <laughs> hey, Ethan. Hey, little Ethan. <laughs> You're going to grow up to be a Doctor, stop picking your nose. <laughs> a doctor of D and D, and you're going to teach a class in D and D. Isn't that
0: crazy? To a whole bunch of girls. Now, now girls. tell my
4: parents, and they'll cry a little bit.
0: Yeah, right.
1: You're going to be the most popular lawyer. guy in middle school, and you're going to be I the mean, happiest be like you've, like you've like
4: ever yeah, been. Adult. Seriously.
0: Yep. <laughs> so how did how did this journey begin? Because we were just talking, you know, before we started here, yeah. that like that wasn't your path. Yeah, necessarily. yeah. No, I've had a
4: lot of different weird careers. Um, I worked in kind of the corporate world for a long time. I did marketing and advertising. And uh, it's, and then moved back to the states. Uh, worked in software for a while, as one does in Seattle. Yeah. And just like the default job, the when you yeah. get off the airplane, then they hand you a tech job. It's yeah. either that or at Sub Pop, apparently.
1: Uh, <laughs> only one of us got to do that. <laughs> the
4: cool one. <laughs> the cool one. And uh, so then after that, uh, you know, I decided to take a left turn. Uh, I did some volunteer work at my daughter's school, and decided like I taught some classes and things like this. And I was like, you know, this is kind of cool. I wonder if I could like do this. As a job and teach. teach well actually what i applied to do was um become a tech director a technology oh. director and there was no te- supposed to be no teaching involved um supposedly <laughs> so like, that lasted for about six months and i taught some programming classes this is at lake washington girls middle school here in seattle uh-huh. and uh then that was the first year and by the second year i remember um i'm trying to remember how it started specifically but it was uh, right around the time stranger things had aired and one oh, of the nice. students in the girls' middle school—again, this is 120
0: girls—came
4: yeah. uh, up to me and was like, "Hey, have you seen Stranger Things?" And I was like, oh, "I've seen Stranger Things." <laughs> um, and she's like, "Did you see the D and D in that?" I'm like, "Let's talk about D D." So she
1: she had no indication, other than like good intuition, <laughs> that you were someone who you know. And I D&D. I
4: realized, Shelley, that I come off as the coolest guy, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'm a little nerdy. And I evidently am just giving off that vibe. You're giving off the vibe. The vibe of she nerdiness. knew it was a safe place. Yeah, it was a safe place to talk about nerdy stuff. <laughs> um, I always joke that I run the Stranger Things curriculum at the school because I do like so I've done ham radio with the girls oh, there. So EV the clubs. I teach. Oh, I, I am. Yeah. I run the EV stuff are with the very girls. Lucky. Yeah. So That's the way
1: school should be. Yeah, um, with
0: Demogorgons being destroyed
1: in the sure. classrooms, <laughs> yeah. it's
4: very important yeah. that we train girls now. Yes, yes for right, the to fight. Invasion. You never know where you're <laughs> going to find one. <laughs> Be prepared. That's you right. You will find one.
0: So, Persist.
1: Okay. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so um, that's so I, I sort of cut that off, but uh, she was talking to me, and she was like, you know, I said, well, hey, listen, you know, I play D&D. Or, you know, this is, um, I have a, you know, background having played D&D. Yeah. Uh, and I just recently kind of gotten back into role-playing games. And I said, you know, I've thought I about running a D&D club. And that was it. Like, that was all she needed to hear. And then for the next two weeks of my life, she was like, I would walk in in the morning and she would be there. She's like, are we starting it yet? <gasps> when is it beginning? Oh.
1: Like, I'm ready. Did she know to how to play d d or she no. was just very nope. interested in nope. learning? Nope. She'd
4: seen Stranger Things. You know, and there's, there's like ambient knowledge about D&D out yeah. there, but it is in middle school and in, in this middle school at least, and I think in a lot of middle schools, they're not aware of D&D the way that we
1: no, in right. the adult community. They didn't community, grow up with it.
4: Yeah, they didn't grow up with it. And they're also not watching streaming D&D. Right. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. They're, like, if I say, I love you, Matt Mercer. Um, if I say Matt Mercer, they don't know who I'm talking about.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Because yeah. th- that, that's interesting to me because you think a lot of, uh, you know, kids are watching Twitch. They're watching YouTube. so They're watching different stuff on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. I guess so, so right? Yeah. Right? yeah. I think yeah. that, that, those are like the 20 well, somethings, I think. that are, Yeah. yeah? It's it, just maybe the, it's a little bit older. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah.
4: I mean, there, I, you know, for sure, like, I promote a lot of stuff. Now, like, I promote, like, uh, D20 Dames a lot mm-hmm. or Fate and the Fable things like that. like these podcasts that are a little bit more friend, family friendly. Yeah. Because I can safely say, to you parents. You Dragon Talk? Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Talk.
1: Hottie Award winning Dragon Talk.
4: <laughs> I don't know if we are family friendly, actually, now that I think about it.
1: It depends on the family. It does, yeah. Yeah. Right.
4: yeah, it really does. And I'm, you know, listen, they're middle schoolers. They know how to swear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? So like is they've hearing heard adults do it, like, they think it's they're cool. Like, uh, it's so just old. a question of, like, what can I promote? For parents to introduce their kids to. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah, that makes you know, sense. Kids may not bat an eyelash at it, but, like, the parents will in the car.
0: So this was... So it was when Stranger Things came out. So this was, like, uh, 2016? Yeah, so
4: this was... Uh, let's see, I started in 2016 at the school. So um, 2017. 2017 was when I started the club. Right. Yeah. And this was... by the So <laughs> just to clarify, too, like, I was, like, stressed out about it because I was like, okay, yeah. I, I can take, you know. Like, I I grew up DMing back in, you know, like, 70s and 80s, Yeah. right? And... I probably never DM'd for more than three or four people. Okay, that was like a big group. Four people is a big group. Partially because I grew up in a really small town, it was hard to find four of the nerds to play with. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I decided I would have like four students. I was like, I'm really going to max out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm willing gonna, to go
1: up to four.
4: We'll see if I'm lucky enough to find four girls interested in doing this. And uh, then like a fifth asked to join, and I was like,
1: oh. Well, was it easy to find the four?
4: Oh, yeah. It was, first of all, it was, easy, it was easy to find the four. That was no problem, and uh, and then a fifth showed up, and then I had like a a dad call me. He was like, "Can you get my daughter in?"
0: Oh, wow!
4: I'm like, you know, like it really started to turn into like this thing, where and it was kind of like word of mouth.
0: Interesting, yeah. you know, because it wasn't like you were putting flyers up or, no, or doing no, school I'd announcements. Not, or Like we like did that. do
4: like at one point, I did a school announcement where, I like, you know, you walk up in front of the cla- the whole school. Oh the, we have a class meeting on Mondays, and I'm like, you know, we're going to do this thing. It's called role playing games. It's D and D, uh, and you know, there's like a little bit of interest for sure. Mm-hmm. But now, when we talk about D uh, and class meeting, and there's like a cheer that grows
1: Yay! up. So it's so, like when
4: Dragon Talk starts, and we're exactly. much ba- we're much bigger now than we were back then.
1: So you, And it's only been a couple of years.
4: It's only been two years, yeah. So
1: two when years. does this club take place? Is it like an after-school club or lunchtime? Yeah, time?
4: Uh, so if you're going to run a club at a school, you uh, I would recommend that you carefully pick an after-school time. Uh, do not, don't do not do Fridays. Hmm. Fridays are bad. Kids are tired. They want to go home. Uh, so I do it on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay. It was, you chose
4: and, the right moment. Right. Yep. Yeah.
1: Get them when they're weak.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. Their brains are soft and pliable. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah what I did was uh, I looked for what days were available, and like that was part of it I was like okay i 'll take anything sure like i want to do uh, I want to do d and d club I'll, I'll take any slot that you guys have right um, they they didn 't have anything on Friday because of that reason because people want to go home and I was like oh okay, i 'll take that um, and it was at first it was i, I wouldn 't say it was challenging to keep their attention it was it, it's easy like but when we 're as big as we are now. You know, Friday nights, it's a thing, right? You gotta yeah. like—you have techniques for keeping people focused and yeah. making sure they're doing what they need to be doing. But, um, yeah, so I did that on Fridays, and I did that for, I don't know, weeks. And I was doing that in the room that is the classroom of our dean of teaching. And she would, like, she'd be sitting there doing her paperwork, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, and then the orc walks into the cave. And she would like look up and then go back to her paperwork. Just make sure not really And I'm like walking into. The yeah, and she either stuff. think I, I'm like she either thinks I'm <laughs> crazy, <laughs> you know, or she's curious. Right. And I was like, you should join. You should come play. And she didn't come and play with us uh, with the, with the group. But what she did do was she came to me later on. She was like, you know, hmm. we have a class slot opening up. Would you like to run a D and D class as well? Oh. And I was like, D and D class? Yeah, I'll do that. Like, what do I, you know, what do we need to teach? Like, what is, up. and so, and it was more, uh, we did more academics in the class, but uh, for two years, I ran a and d class as well.
1: So, what is D&D class?
4: Yeah. D&D class is, well, it's D&D. It's, uh, it was usually, so the first class I did, oh yeah, so this is, this is where things start to get a little hairy. So, the d d club was five students.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Uh, sorry, six students eventually. And... Then the D&D class, the first class, I was like, normally it's like 15 students. I'm like, there's no way. Mm. I cannot do 15 students.
0: Like one session, right? Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I said, if you give me another teacher to work with, I will run eight students in that class. And they were like, wow, yeah, we can do that.
0: Wow. And then
4: the other teacher fell through, and I had eight students. Oh. And... I was like, okay, we're gonna do this thing, and so it was me and these eight girls, and I was like, we're gonna play D anD D, and so I taught them how to play D anD D. We did some academics in it, and you can throw a lot of math into D anD D. Like the classic example I give is like, we're doing volume calculations. Like you're in this chamber, it's filled with fog and mist. Like how how much what's the volume of mist in this chamber? Oh, oh my god! Um, yeah, yeah, it's fun. I don't know I'd how to do, do that. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get initiative if you can figure it out. So, oh,
0: yeah. all right. So uh, you get like little in-game rewards yeah. for for solving the mathematical solution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, you know, you want to like give them something for doing that. right? That's fantastic. So, yeah. And then we would do writing and we would do, yeah, um, I'm going to dramatically take off my jacket.
0: Do it. Way. Yes. No, well, I've done that before. It really so works can... well if you look longingly in the yeah. camera as you do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> longingly? Toss
0: longingly. It, toss it off to the Yeah. Side, just right? be like, yeah. Um yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, so uh, what else do we do in it? We do, uh, we did writing. We had uh, guest uh, teachers come in. We had like Jen Vaughn come in. I don't know if you know oh, Jen nice. Vaughn, she's right? Great. But she's I love Jen. an amazing artist, and she came in and did like this whole art session with the students. Um, and that turned into, but, so we did that. We did club, we did class, and then we ended up doing uh, summer camp. D&D, summer, D&D camp. summer camp. Oh. Yes. How and, did that work? At
1: the school. At
4: the school. Um, Well, you know, that was me saying, like, again, somebody coming up to me and saying, hey, we have a slot in the summer. Would you like to run summer camp?
0: (laughs) It seems like you got a reputation here. The person who will take the slot, the the reputation is he'll say yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because,
4: you know, very few interesting things happen when you say no, right? right. I agree with that. So, right? Yes and, yeah, yes and, right? Yes, and. Yes, <laughs> and. We yeah. learned
0: that. Yeah. It's basically like they were trying to dungeon master your, your, your school curriculum. uh uh-huh,
4: uh-huh. um, So I said yes to that, and what happened was uh, I had a week, and we had, boy, 21 students sign up. For camp? For camp. We ran it at the school. Um, every day, like, I had a full curriculum I planned out. We would do a morning session. We would do, like, some improv work. We did like how to learn. We, lear- you know, we taught them the rules. We would do like uh, two sessions of play every day. We would have guest teachers come in. Um,
1: well, who else was with you? Uh,
4: so that was me. That was um, Hadil and Kat Kruger. I don't know if you're oh, familiar yeah. with yeah. them. Yes. Um, and they helped
1: with the summer camp? They helped with the oh, summer camp. Uh, I,
4: re- I convinced both of them somehow to like come right. and do this crazy thing with me. And, uh, Jen Vaughn came, I'm trying to think if I'm leaving anybody out that came to visit us and I apologize if I am, but that was the, the core group. Um, and we've had other guest folks come in as well, uh, since then, but yeah. So then we finished up that summer camp with, um, like we went to an archery range and did archery. So yeah, it was fun.
1: Wow. Yeah. Ranger training. Ranger training. That um, is awesome.
4: Real arrows going into real targets. Yeah. Make, makes you a nervous. With real orcs? With, with, <laughs> with real orcs screaming. Yeah. So that was fun.
1: You could have Ben Looms do the orc screaming. Oh, yeah. Right. He could just press the button and be like,
0: "That That sounded like a cat for some reason. That's what that's I think of. That's what f- orcs sound like. yeah, That's what they do. especially yeah. when they Feral get hit cats. with a real arrow. Arrow. <laughs> um, that is I, I love this progression of it being just like hey I have one student who's interested in it and then it ballooning it, up yes. to and then at some point there were you had I mean there were so many I, girls who wanted to play
4: yeah I've had 40 students go through the program this year Wow so, like, they're either in D and D club right now, or they were in my D and D classes. And the year. whole
0: school's got one hundred twenty. One hundred twenty.
4: So we're actually forty-one students, if all in. So
0: you got more than 41, a third 42. of the
4: school. More than a third playing D and D. So yeah.
1: are they? Do they like graduate out of it, or can you only be in the club for a little had, bit? And then so last age? year,
4: I had my first girl graduate out of it. Is club.
1: it like menudo? Like you age <laughs> out of it?
4: You do. And just <laughs> <you? laughs> <New> menudo. <members laughs> <come in.
1: laughs>
0: New faces. Oh man, I don't uh, think that's how it works. Um, <laughs> but they were Dungeon Masters too. They they
4: were yeah yeah. So oh, yeah you're spawning yeah. A dungeon, whole masters. New generation. dungeon Masters was a whole new thing this year. Yeah, and that was like a whole like learning experience. Something I'm still I have a lot of thoughts about still, and I'm still trying to process. Um, what are those thoughts? <laughs> we'll help you process. <laughs> I'll give process you here live on air. <laughs> all Three thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so I guess the first thought about dungeon. So this year uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, I tried to convince people to come in to be, like, adult, like, DMs. Because I was like, oh, my God, we had 30 people sign up. Yeah. Right. What am I going to do? you can't do, do this Like, I cannot yourself. do. Like, the biggest group I've ever run, I ran, uh, my class this year was uh, 14 or 15 girls. Oh, that's a lot. And, you know, I DMed for them for, like, half the class and then finally taught two other girls how to DM. And I was like, you girls are going to take over half the class for me. Nice. Right. Right. And that was great and that worked out really well. And I was like, you know, this is, so for the club, uh, I decided to do basically the same thing. I tried to get some adults in. I had a lot of people volunteer, but scheduling is really hard yeah. with grownups. It turns out people have jobs. Yeah, they have lots of responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, and- as we said, it's either sub-hop or in the tech sector. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you know I just decided to give up on that for the time being and just teach girls how to DM. And it worked out great. They're amazing. They're, I like massive praise for them. They jumped in with both feet. Um, they get up in front of their peers. They run the table. And it's hard because, you know, you, you. it seems like an easy win. Like, yeah, let's empower girls and have them Dungeon Master. But that's a big thing. That's a lot on their shoulders. I won't do yeah. it.
1: I'm too scared.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of adults that are anxious about it. Um, it is something where you have to manage your peers at a table. Yes. It's a little bit like running a class.
0: Yeah. it's. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's public speaking combined with uh, improvisational anxiety. Yeah. Right, so yeah. it's, it, it can be very difficult, but yeah, at the exactly. same time, it's the most rewarding. Yeah.
4: because of that. Yeah, and and confidence building, and it was great. Yeah. So, so, were
1: you selecting these girls? Like, were you like, hmm, I see a future <sighs> dungeon master there? Yeah,
4: this is an interesting question. So, I selected. So, I had my. We call uh, they call themselves actually the OG D and D players, the original gamers. Oh the six. my God, Yes, yeah, it. it's the original six. Yeah, nice. and one of them has graduated, um, so it's now down to five. And they, um, oh my gosh, I picked out two of them. Actually, and I, you know, I asked them, I asked all of them. I was like, who amongst you? <laughs> <laughs> who amongst you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll accept this I matter. got up on oh. this soapbox I just happened to yeah. have right here yeah. in the corner.
4: And, oh, no, but we did like, so uh, I'll tell you what happened next. So they, first of all, I had two of them. I was like, but I need three. Who else would you pick? out of say like the people that were in my class. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's... from the previous year and they picked somebody. They said look, these couple people but I, we think this person's really ready. And I was like really? Really
1: ready. Wow, yeah, I and I it.
4: but you know what it, it surprised me because it wasn't somebody it, I didn't think she wasn't ready, but she's a little quieter. Yeah. An amazing DM. Mm. And just stunning. What did yeah. they
1: see in her that made them
4: They they're her peers. That. You know, you see you see something different in people when they are um, When they're your friends, than when, like, as a a teacher, right? I see a lot of them and I see them in the halls and I see their their personality to an extent, but there's a lot that you miss. Right. Right? Yeah. And I see, I I like to think I see their potential, but for sure, like, they are really, they had their finger on that pulse and they were so right. They
1: knew. Is it an honor for them to be nominated as a dungeon master? Or is it like, no, 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 no. It's like a big thing. So
4: that first group of three, uh, I got these, like, big D20s, you know, that you can order online, like, these big like D20s, right? Yeah. And I did, like, this full, like, ceremony where they each got a D20. Oh,
1: Did you post about I this? I did post like, about this, oh, and I we had, I had a little I think thing. I think I, I cried.
4: I, oh, yeah, no, it was, like, there was, always like, crying, there was tears. <laughs> I tear up all the time with these girls. They're, like, so moving. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, like, really inspirational. And uh, not ashamed of it. And they're always, like, it's okay to cry a little bit, Mr. E. Uh, <laughs> very,
1: You're not a toxic male.
0: Yeah, they're very supportive. That's yeah, great. I love them. That's uh, I, that's I love all this about the stories like yeah. it feels like everyone is lifting each other up it's yeah, like, all right, this yeah. Well, that's them. what fully supportive.
1: <laughs> really strikes me because yeah. I did go to middle school and I was a girl and it yeah. was awful mm-hmm. this is not my middle school like when you were saying oh like, it's not oh, my middle school either like, but they they saw this in their friend and they chose yeah. her and were like I don't even feel like my friends and I like would willingly like compliment each other in middle school like I just don't I yeah don't, it's I, a, it's it was just like a real for it's sure. a weird time. Yeah. It's a terrible time, but it's such a formative time. Yep. So the fact that like these girls are having this experience, yeah. I fully believe that there are things from this it's not just a game. Yep. That they are going to walk away from the table feeling more confident and feeling Absolutely. Like, more like in charge and yeah. like I know how to handle whatever situation is going to come down, because I've, I've handled it. And, and the friendships, though, that's also... Yeah. They're they're actually... We talked about this with Dr. Connell, too. Mm-hmm. They're actually learning how to be friend, good friends, yeah. which is a really important thing and sometimes a hard thing for a girl to, yeah. to do.
4: Yeah, that kind of support. And we've had, like, cross-grade friendships that really have developed out of this, which is unusual. Oh, cool. uh, like, yeah. from eighth to sixth. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and that yeah. I mean, that happens in our school already, but it's something which I think is... Um, that's always a bigger challenge, yeah, right? Because there's an age difference, yeah,
1: um, especially at that age too. Like it yeah. seems like they're only two years apart, but it's a 12 year old and a 14 or 15 year old can right. can yeah. seem wildly different. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. So, it's so, amazing. Uh, the The dungeon masters now there's only three, as you said, but now how?
4: Oh no, how so that's that's ballooned since then as well. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. cool. So uh, we started off with three and i 'm trying to remember exactly how I broke out the groups initially, but they were they were fairly large groups um, because we had to just some you know um, distribute them and I took a really big group I took like eight or nine players and then gave them slightly smaller groups mm-hmm. yeah. but still sizable and we've now switched to having i think, I think we're at all in. We've had about 10 girls go through the Dungeon Master kind of program. So oh is there God. a program? Yeah, is yeah.
1: That, what, what is that program? I need to go through yes. this program. Uh, do. So, I feel like I should, I should do it.
0: You should be like a guest uh, student.
1: Can I be a guest can you student? Aud- can she audit?
4: audit?
0: Yes, please come.
4: No, I'm not no, kidding. seriously. Yes, I want to go through so, the Dungeon
1: Master program. At okay, so least
4: so you can <laughs> learn with them. I've already posted about this. We talked a little bit about this. But I'm, next year I'm not going to do my tech director job at the school anymore. Right. right I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that. That's my full-time position there. Computers um, run themselves it is nowadays. Honestly, uh, you know, I fixed everything. Tech I've been there, there for three dead, years. Right. It's all, it's all working. It's never going to change. <laughs> you know, right? I plugged uh, everything back in.
0: It's fine. And you can just call Microsoft.
4: Yeah, there's a, a post-it net with a password on the monitor. <laughs> um, Here, I'm going to post it online. Yeah. and But I am going to go back and, and help with the D&D club. For I sure. hope so. Yeah, the school's really well, good. But, but what <laughs> about the class? I've had, I've had about one person every day come in and just be like, you're coming back for the D&D stuff, right? Right. But what about the class? I probably will not teach the class. Okay, is um, someone else. Uh, teach we've talked about it, but you know, I also don't know what I'm going to be doing next year. Right, right. Uh, I have some thoughts, but for sure, what I'm going to be doing is working. I, one of the things I really would like to focus on, at least this summer and maybe even into the, the fall, is really getting. I have all this material that I've developed over two years. I have like curriculum notes, and I have. And some of which really needs to be cleaned up. I have, like, posters. I have um, sheets, reference sheets that I've made for the students. And I really want to post that stuff online. I'd like to clean it up and get it out there and say, like, here, please, world, make use of this. So...
1: Along those lines, you said also that you're going to the American Library Association yeah. Convention. <laughs> I am, yes. Where is it this year?
4: Uh, it's out in D-C-, in D.C., I guess. Yeah. Um, otherwise it's, it's ALA. It's of the other side of the Mississippi. It's all well,
1: yeah. On the other coast. One of those states. So you're going to go there yeah. with wizards.
4: I am, yeah. I'm going to go out there with about, wizards.
1: You're going to talk to teachers and librarians about it. I'm
4: going to talk to librarians about why you should be running D&D in your, your community center, your library. So. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that.
4: That's yeah. really great. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. So, I'm super excited about that, yeah. yeah, that's um
1: have you have you done that before?
4: I have not done it before i'm gonna i you know I, I looked at you know the sort of the the rough outline of what the schedule is and the, I'm gonna run some games, I think um you're gonna cry yeah you're gonna <laughs> get, you are I am a crier well, though. I mean I'm a crier
1: because I, I told you I yeah. used to go yeah, because wizards used to have a, a yeah. children's book imprint oh nice, and we we would go there to you know talk about our books, which are yeah. all like based on d and d yeah, and the teachers and librarians love it, but they're like I always got emotional since before I even had a kid because yeah. I was like, these people are so oh, earnest and sincere. Like they they want yeah. so badly to reach these kids and to help these kids, and they realize the potential of of D anD. d And then you hear the stories about like there was this kid and he's super shy and he's awkward and he's quiet and then he discovered D anD. d And like like similar to your stories, like he's a dungeon master and he's like ruling the class. He like yeah. found himself in that or. He's become inspired. actually, he's a
0: tyrant
4: now. It's he a, a tyrant.
1: problem. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of swung the pendulum a yeah, little right. too far, so we're gonna bring it. <laughs> well, you
0: back. get to work out your tyrant tendencies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. working yeah. out at the table, kid. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: or like they get really yeah. into like magic and then they, they want to go to the library yeah. and all of a sudden they're checking out all these books about magic. And
4: So w- when I announced that I was going to leave the tech director position I had a lot of people reach out to me and students and, and parents and one of the notes I got from a, I got this beautiful handwritten card from a student. I posted this on Twitter but I, it, she said something really neat which I, I was surprised a little bit by and she said you know my parents always say that I have a, I have a home self and a school self mm-hmm. and in d and I get to be both oh. at the same time. And I thought that goosebumps. was so neat. That was really
0: goosebumps. Good. Yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. R.L. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I. I really relate to that. And that's very D and D at its heart and its yeah. core too. Like yeah. the, you, you, you have your. Uh, uh, who you, I mean, I, I've said before. I grew up as a pretty Catholic household, so I was always very, I don't know, a good kid at home. Yeah. But I was not as good of a kid. <laughs> And school, because I could make people laugh, and it was like I could be entertaining, blah, blah, blah. I did did have that school self and home self kind of thing happening. I mean, maybe that's what was so attractive about D&D to me was because, you know, you could... um have all of your, your experiences and things as, as, a, as a person, but then you had these other, other life and this other world of, of uh, being yeah. a hero and being fantastical and doing all these things, then, yes. but also putting on we different shoes. You could be one that's more boisterous or one that's sadder, and it's amazing. In a safe and space. It in is space, a, space. It's a
4: safe space to, you know, in middle school, um, it is a safe space to explore different identities. Yes. Which is like, man, when that, that is happening in middle school, Right, you're like you like, yeah, Right, like, who am I? I was a metalhead right. for a, a
0: while. Him? I was yeah. really I into uh, uh, sports for a while. Like, I tr- you do, you try yeah. different you try things, different and you'd be like, "Where's my, where's my niche?" Yeah, um, yeah. Who are my people? Necromancer, necromancer. Yeah, not just raising people from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> who knew?
1: We all had that face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: <it's fine.
1: laughs> I mean, you just it's cuddle like
0: with your, you know, from the pet cemetery. I was
1: going to say pet cemetery. Changed my life. I was like, oh, I can get pets forever. I'll just have.
0: Is this, why you, is this why you like older pets? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just bring them back.
0: Because that's really old. Yes. Yeah. 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 Super old. Yeah. Oh. From the 1800s on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My Litz dog. <laughs> Woof. Ooh. Oh, hang on. I got to go raise her again. Yeah. I'm out of spell slots. <laughs> I gotta go, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> that's the sound that it makes when a dog is being risen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll leave this. It sounds like a flatulence as
1: well. <laughs> like a... Never mind. Um... What were we talking <laughs> about? <laughs> we finding D&D. yourself, yeah. finding yeah. your identity yeah. with yeah. D&D yeah. in a safe place. It
0: so. is very important. And I, I, I love that you uh, were able to kind of just be that guiding force and just allow other people to explore their yes. own identities. Yeah. yeah, it's been great.
4: And, you know, I started to do like some public games in game stores locally recently. And it's so interesting to me because, you know, I've gotten really used to just being like, okay, here, there are these, you know, amazing group of 120 girls, a third of which are playing D&D with us. And uh, so I was at a game store the other day, and we had a bunch of people sign up. It was like twelve people signed up to play this game, uh, and they all showed up. And all the guys and the, the boys sat down at a table right mm-hmm. away, and there were these two girls standing in the back. And I, I walked over to them. I'm like, and the middle school age girls, and I was like, Hey, are you guys here to play the game? And they're like, Yeah, we signed Aww. up. I think we're just gonna watch. And oh, I was no. like, you, Why do you, I want you guys to sit down next to me? Yeah, it's up to you if you want to watch or play. You know, a freedom of choice, but like sit down at least. And you know, I handed them a character sheet and can't give them some dice to roll. And then, of course, within five minutes they were playing. Oh, nice. you know. But I think it's really important. You have to be really proactive about that kind of thing. Yeah, you know. And that's it's hard to take. It's that not first a solved lead. problem.
0: No, it's a hard. It's hard no. to take that first leap. And I think that's what's uh, also great about what you're doing is that it it lets not only just play but dungeon master as well. I mean, you know. Shelly has been reluctant to do it, and I think if you if you had a teacher like Ethan, you would have been I fine. done it. So come play, come you play with the You would
1: have maybe seen something in me. Like, well, you know, I'll she's tell you, weird well, your and peers would <laughs> You know, you're
4: beer. <laughs> she really likes the bachelor. <laughs> what one of the things that we've done with the girls? They actually proposed us too. They're very smart. It turns out is they proposed co DMing. Oh, and I, like, yeah. I, you know, I've, I could do that. I've seen this, like, I, I know uh, people have co-DM'd. Usually I kind of think about it as, like, a con thing. Like, we're going to do this crazy thing where two of us are going to DM simultaneously. And they're they're not doing that. They're no. like, we're going to be here to support each other. <gasps> and oh, my like, God. You know, this I will, is what you need. I will pick it up when you can't do it. And, you know, and they do. They, like, seamlessly, like, I feel do, like,
1: like and, oh, yeah. I need that. So, it's kind of co-teaching, too, in a way. It's like
4: co-teaching. Um, Sometimes one will be really good at combat and the other will be really good at, like, NPC voices and they will trade off. It's awesome. I dig that. Yeah, That's cool. Love it.
1: They're a smart bunch of...
4: They ones. are. Yeah. So have you
1: noticed things like... Like, have you seen a change in some of them? Like
4: Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, it's... Listen, um, the correlation causation um, proviso is an effect, but I have seen, like, you know, they're going through a lot of changes in their lives and so it's hard to say, like, what is a result of D&D, but for sure I have seen girls... Who've become like much more outgoing and uh, and and that let's doesn't
1: just, usually happen in middle school. And let's just talk. About,
4: yeah, let's just yeah exactly. Let's talk about you know just at the D and D table. I have seen girls that have really come out. Yeah. And been you know I'm thinking of a couple of the DMs in particular who were just like a little like nervous or a little shy or a little quiet mm-hmm. and just even at the table in general. And I see them now as dungeon masters. And you know it's interesting. Some of them are still quiet players mm. because. For them, they're kind of like the lean, you know, kind of chill, yeah. lean back right. type. They bring the microphone with them. And yeah, they're... yes. <laughs> <laughs> Illustrate <it's laughs> <a, laughs> <so, laughs> that. It's a what subtle. Are... It's a subtle hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they do that. And but as a DM, they're like just there. They're like leaning forward and present. And you know, it's awesome. What that is, is awesome. that?
1: Why? Why? I wonder why they feel
4: contextual. I don't know. Yeah, they just feel like they're able. You know, it's it's. A different part of themselves that they're able to exercise, and you need to be able to exercise it. You need yeah. that safe space where you're supported. You know it's going to be an okay place to do it, and they've they've had that.
0: Yeah. So and it is like a team thing too. Like yeah. I feel like it is interesting to have. You know, I, mean, I mentioned sports and theater and things like that, and there is that element yeah. of it because you have peers, you have people who are supporting you and being like, "Oh, that was yeah. great," or you know, not necessarily all the time like that, but you know, it happens. And I think that's that's occurring too with this D and D group is that yeah. it's like, "Oh, that person was a good DM," or this person, and and, and they can lift each other up. It's yeah. like this wonderful thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, they celebrate each other all the time. I so. wonder what will they're happen. They're writing, too. They're writing adventures.
1: They're writing their own adventures? Oh, yeah. Adventures. No,
4: no. Oh, no. I had a girl who shared a Google Doc with me the other day, and it was like 20-odd pages of adventure that she had written. Nice. Just like Creativity. poured
2: Creativity. Yeah. Oh, a
4: yeah. girl who you might not have expected to write 20-odd pages of adventure. hmm
1: Yeah. she was like, no. That's the it kind is. of thing yeah. that you share with other teachers, and they're going to be like, bring me the D and yeah. it in here. Yeah.
0: Yeah Right. And that's what I mean, we've had that when we talked to like Cade Wells yeah. and other uh, uh, um, educators like Sarah Roman and things like that. Yeah. And it's like these ancillary benefits to yeah. like this creativity that sparked with Dungeons and Dragons is, uh, is they huge. don't
1: realize that they're
0: learning, learning
1: <laughs> which is the best kind of learning. Like they don't realize like yeah. just going home and reading Harry Potter because you've now become really interested in magic or fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's not there's huge benefits to that, but you don't. You're not tying that in because it's fun. It's entertainment, too.
4: Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I'll tell you, like, it's not an an unalloyed good, though. There's like, I've seen, like, I had one DM who became, like, super stressed out. Mm. And she was, like, super, like, just anxious. I feel her. Um, Yeah. She was, like, she's a real perfectionist. And I actually, like, if I had to pick somebody uh, early on who I would have said, like, oh, yeah, she's going to be just a killer DM, it would have been that girl. And she was. But she was also super stressed out about it, mm. and I realized like partway through, and you know, I, I kind of like pressed pause for a moment, and I was like, we had a little talk, and you, I realized like you can't. This is not like fire and forget. You can't just like set these girls on a course and then say like good luck, fire come here. Yeah. yeah. goodbye, yeah. Have um, fun storming the gas. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah. Um, yeah, you have to like be there to support them. You have to like keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on, and figure out like how are they doing and check in with them. So like for a while. I would be teaching two D&D classes a week because it was split into like an hour and an hour, Tuesdays, Thursdays. I had a D&D club on Friday night, and then I had like at least two Dungeon Master meetings at lunchtime during the week. Oh, okay. So I had like five <laughs> D&D things going on a week. And, but it was really important to do those D&D, those D- Dungeon Master meetups because it was like, here's a chance. They would ask, you know, it's a chance for them to ask the safe questions. like, how do what, tell, can you explain hit points again? <laughs> you know, like right. yeah. don't you? Don't have the basics. I, again. That's, yeah.
1: that's totally me. Like, yeah, we're, we're
0: like,
4: what's I think points. I did it wrong last time.
0: Can you can, can you clarify? Yeah, how do you, how do you cast spells again?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? but
0: then also like, what do I do when a player does yes. X? Yeah. Oh
4: yeah, yeah. Ask for a pet. That's our big one. Oh. Oh. I bet there's a lot of pets. God, of I pets.
1: really would fit in with pets. this group. Oh, oh sounds my like it's your group. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. especially the old pets.
1: Can I please have a really old, really old cat? I'd like a cat. <laughs> yeah. It might be a little dead. It's <laughs> all right. a little dead. Yeah, it's just part, yeah, yeah.
0: partly dead, mostly, mostly dead. dead. Um, so you said you started playing uh, or dungeon mastering when you were in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, What was that like? <clears throat> when when did, what was your first experience? And did you wish you had a D and D class to oh. coach you? Uh, I, I, I don't think I could imagine yeah. what that
4: would have been like. Like, this was, so this was, I grew up in central Wisconsin, rural Wisconsin, town of 4,000 oh, so people. you were, like, right in the... Oh, yeah, this was, like, uh, ball, uh, ground zero. Yeah. And, you know, there's not, it's not unrelated, I think. Like, there's a lot, we have a lot of winter in Wisconsin. And, you know, before we had the internet, there was not a lot to do. We just sat, like, that was it. You know, like, you sat at home and you read and, right. and whatever. And so I, I just play, I would sit around and I would read those D&D books. And it's—I heard somebody who describe got this. You the D&D oh, Just my kids. folks! My okay. my awesome hippie parents. Thanks, mom and dad. Thank you, mom and dad. Um, your,
1: your dad who calls into NPR. Now. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> the, the, he's he's, he's watching right now. Yeah, he's ready to call in. He's yeah. like he's looking for the phone number. <laughs> There's got to be a phone number on here somewhere. <laughs> I call to this radio show. Oh, speaking, Caller, are you there? Calling me right
0: now.
1: Apple
4: <laughs> <laughs> Watch, <Weird. What? laughs> right? He's tracked you, down. <laughs> uh,
0: He's a good guy, though. Did I mention he was a spy? Who do I yeah. know in Wisconsin? <laughs> he's, a
4: stock, he's like Greg. He knows where everybody lives.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, so yeah, uh, so I just you know I remember I got the Moldvay um, you know uh, box set yeah. with the Errol Otis art on the cover. Otis, and man, I you know like that. Your buddy, art, my buddy, holy Errol Otis. Go, that so stuff. Good. Yeah, like that's that's at the course for me. Like still today, I look at that art and I'm like, it is just like so weird, mm-hmm. and it has that that quality that I really crave in D and D, which is
0: like. Wow, this is like a weird magical realm. Yeah, it doesn't. It does not <clears> feel like. Yeah. like even just ancient times, it feels like okay. No. Oh yeah, it's not. It.
4: It's not Tolkien. It's like yeah. it's something yeah. different. It's like slightly odder, right? Yeah. You might encounter a spaceship in the Barrier Peaks. Yeah. So. Did
1: yeah. you ask for D and D, or did your parents you know, I, find it and say oh, I
4: don't remember? This is for. It's my very possible because it was like it was getting popular at that mm-hmm. time, and yeah. they might have just picked it up for me Aww, and been like, "Here's I love this that. thing." You're nerdy, and you will like this. And I, <laughs> I did. So that was it. And then I got, of course, like the monster manual, and then the dun- when everything else came out, the Dungeon Master's Guide. So
1: and- you were always a Dungeon Master?
4: Well, you know, you did not have a lot of options in my town. Like, you wanted to play. I literally did not know anybody else that played at first. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mom played. She had a thief called Taptoes. I still remember that name. Oh, yeah, Taptoes. So, so cool, Mom.
2: That's-, <clears throat> that's A,
4: a, a good, good name. name, and B, like my mom played D&D with oh, me. Like, that's thank you, super Mom. super cute. Um, and then a- after a while, I got a crew of guys together, and we would play.
1: And then poor mom was left out in the cold. Yeah, she's like fine. literally. See you later, the tap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And a rock falls on your tap You died. Sorry. It was you you not mom. Just, just set the time. door <laughs> on your way out. Far no. enough <laughs>
4: forward, into a pit. It's the curse of all parents. Right. Yeah.
1: That's
0: pretty. That's pretty amazing, though. And then so then for that core group of guys, were you the dungeon master and keeping? Yeah, we would
4: trade. We would trade off. You know, like, we had two modules between, like, the four of us, I think. We had, like, Keep on the Borderlands and Castle Amber, which, you know, it came with the, the basic set and the expert set. You're like, that's all right. we got. Oh, yeah. We played those so many times. Like really? I could Really? Repeatable,
0: watch... like, with different characters and stuff? Oh, or... those
4: are not repeatable. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my friend Sammy, like, turned into me one day in his bedroom and he was like,
0: you know, I'm kind
4: of bored of Keep on the Borderlands. I was like, well, we should make our own adventure up
0: then. Oh, um, yeah.
4: But, yeah, I could probably walk you through those modules right now. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So All right. I'm okay, Taptoes. So you're walking up the road to the, boor- the key. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taptoes that's that's died, dude. Sorry. Oh, Taptoes. Yeah. Well, we resurrected her. We'll reser- so, put her in the pit. It was a military. horrible accident we we with a pit. There
1: was a pit. There was a
0: tentacle. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Taptoes. Spikes.
0: The, uh, uh, but that is fascinating because there is, uh, you know, so oh. many adventures and so many modules that were coming out of the TSR office, you know, probably 60 miles away yeah. from where you were, right? That were, yeah, just south of us. Yeah. Which is funny. But, um, You know, I think there was there was that idea back then that uh, you either made it all up or you just had. I don't think people really understood that there was a different way to play. Yeah,
4: and we did not know the way to play. Like this is the crazy thing. I hear that a lot. And the
0: internet is great. I love
4: that people can watch other people play now. Yes. Yeah. It makes it that makes it so accessible. And you know, another thing I really want to do um, sign up with me online to do this somehow. Sign up, everybody sign up. I really want to do. This is a tricky one though. I want to do some example games with kids. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard one to do because there's, like, privacy issues, and I up really... I'll my kid forward. I am really with sensitive. your kid up forward? put yeah. my kid forward. Quin, yeah. Quin, Quinzen. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife's watching <laughs> this right now being like, what you're going to do with our kid? What? <laughs> um, my daughter's too. down for this, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Awesome. I got Shelly's permission, so we're good. Yeah. Fine. Awesome. Um, but I really want to do, like, an example. A couple, more than one example game. Like This is how you play d d Yeah. You can see other kids doing it. Yes. And you, we can talk about, like, what how to do stuff. Yeah. You know, press pause for a moment, turn to the camera and say, okay, they want a pet. How do we handle pets? <laughs> right? So, yes, yeah. and. Yes, and. Yes,
0: and. And your pet is dead. Okay, moving on. Uh, no, <laughs> that's an example of a what not fish. to do. <laughs> you gotta go I
4: No, the reason I keep bringing that up is my daughter's writing a dungeon master's guide right now oh. uh-huh, for her friends. Oh. It turns out because she volunteered to teach them how to dungeon master on Sunday. So you're like, here's the guide. Yeah, no, no, she's writing it. She's, what? I was like, Wait, how old, old are, is your daughter? She's uh, 12 i got to think about this because, you know, in your head, they're always, like, nine. Yeah. little
0: tiny. She's so cute. Nine. She's tiny baby. Uh, she's I still 12, yeah. say that to my 8-year-old. I'm like, you're so tiny, I'm yeah. right. and I still carry her. And yep. I'm like, oh, gosh, you're getting... <laughs> it's hard to carry her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah,
4: so she's writing that down. And she One of the examples that she used was, like, what do you do when somebody asks for a pet? And four, the four responses that we kind of came up with were, like, you could say, like, sure, here's your pet, which is bad because then you're just giving something without a sense of achievement. Right. Oh. You could say... Oh. Um, no, no pets, which is also bad because you're just, like, shutting your player down. Yeah. This is
1: like a good parenting right? book, too. Yeah. Um, it's a
4: the, good parenting
1: book. <laughs> it really is. It's like,
4: so You know, married? the lessons that we learned <laughs> along the way <laughs> <laughs> was friendship. Yeah. yeah. The third, uh, third option that we came up with was you can have a pet, but it's tiny. I've used this before with my girls, actually, in the, in the D&D clubs, um, like a mouse or something because it doesn't break the game, but it adds flavor, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, you know, doesn't really screw things up too much. And then the fourth option was, um, yes, you can have a pet. You must quest for it, which well, is great good. because you're taking player desire and you're turning it into adventure. Which yep. is, you know, your players are right in the
0: adventure with you. That's great. So
4: I like uh, that I like too. I, I like, like
1: option you know. four.
0: Yeah, option four all the way. Yeah, make it be quest a plot for, quest for your dead next cat.
1: time. Quinn says, Mom, I'm <laughs> hungry. I want a snack." I'm gonna be like, "You, you must, must quest, quest for, for it." it. <laughs>
0: A genius, the <laughs> genius idea, and like now I've got uh, all these these, these clues yet. that you can find. You We're going to do parenting talk shoes. again
4: next week. Parenting talk, parenting probably. talk. Parenting oh yeah,
2: talk. yeah,
0: yeah. That's I, I, how do how do you done what? It's it's basically like the uh, everything I learned about D and D I learned uh, or, in you know. yeah what was that in someone wrote that book. Everything I learned about <laughs> Yeah, there's Some everything girl. I learned about life. Yeah. Some girl. Some girl. <laughs> What's the title again? Everything, everything I
1: Need to Know I Learned from Dungeons and Dragons.
0: That's it. it. By
1: Shelley Moore.
0: <laughs> you are the best salesperson for your work. You really are I'm super good at self promotion. You know, if you start doing dungeon mastering classes uh, with Ethan, I, I can write another book. You'd get yeah. better, well that, and you'd get better at selling
1: that book. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I need it for more than one reason. Yeah. Can adults go through your dungeon master program asking for a I, friend? Okay, I, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know somebody.
1: So I know this girl. Her name
4: is. Mm. Belly. Right.
1: Belly boo. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, I, I would love to find a way to do, I've had, actually, I was telling some parents about like the robotics class I, I give for my students and they were like, I want to take that. Yeah, I yeah. need to run like a nerd camp is what I need yes. to do. I figure that's my, to I need, to, to, run, I need uh, to run Stranger Things camp. I like it. So. so but yes, the answer is yes. I would like to seriously in all seriousness find a way to like have
1: Maybe you can bring it here.
4: It could be like parents, sure. there's
1: other people in the building <coughs> you're I'm hired. Sure that yeah. would love to know It's how a to
4: safe bring. space you can admit if you need to it's learn. It's
1: probably how to do good it. for parents yeah. to, yeah. you know, know what their kids are doing. Right? Oh, no, It's like you know, I mean, what a cool family activity. <laughs>
4: this public game I ran the other day. Like I had a, you know, we had a bunch of parents come as well and they were all kind of hovering in the back. We're like, "No, you're not going to hover in the back." No. You're at Your the table. Now. Roll some dice. Yeah. Coming yeah, to, but they loved it. Yeah, they absolutely loved yeah, it. They were like the, leaning forward. And... The
1: feedback from parents. Oh, other awesome. than like no, no. I know a, you mentioned a few people but...
4: across the board. Super positive. Like it's a whole it new has world. been. Yep, it, that people are. You know, this is a hobby that a lot of girls didn't know about at all mm-hmm. beforehand, or they had only heard about. Um, and listen, being really frank, there is still a perception that it is not necessarily for them. Yeah. Right. Whether or not it's like a purely historical thing, or just like. They're not in the spaces where it's being talked about. Um, so this is something new for a lot of them. And it's been, I think, something that they're going to take with them their whole life. I agree. Yeah.
1: I'm very curious because it's only been two years, like two yeah, years. two years. So we haven't seen... except. Many of the girls leave the school, and I, go. so I'm curious. to Yeah, see so I had uh,
4: last year, I had one girl who graduated. She's in high school now. She's running a D and D club there.
1: Oh, you are kidding! Yeah,
4: so she
0: came back. She's like, I'm, I'm back. She she's doing it. Growing. I mean,
4: I'm like, a celebrity and now. This and is, growing. and I can guarantee. Like, we had a nice sit down the other day with the whole group, and it was all like tears, and like all of our eighth graders are leaving, hmm. and you know, we talked about like what to do, like when you go out into the world, like yeah. what are you going to do, and. We all agreed, like, you have to t- you have to do this. You have to take it out. And if you love it, then start a club somewhere. So that's what she's out.
1: starting. She has a club at her new high school. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is.
1: Like, for it's girls nice. or for girls and boys?
4: I, it's mixed for her. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And we talked about that, too. How, you know, like, I asked the girls. What, some I can't remember what how, the, how we got on the subject. But um, I said, you know, like, listen, you're going to sit down. You're going to find other players. And some of them are going to be boys. And... And how, you know, how does, how is this going to go and what is it going to be like? And the first thing one of the girls shouted out was like, um, you know, it's okay if boys play, right? Like it's you can accept them at the table, um, because they really view it as like, that's their thing. Yeah. And which was great, I was like, yes, that's okay. But I, I also really wanted to emphasize to them, like, if they're in a situation where it is like a bunch of boys sitting at a table, they have every right to sit down at that table too. Absolutely, okay. you know? Yeah. And I think that they have that message loud and clear. and We just need to keep pushing that message out, in game stores and in cons and everything. On podcasts. In podcasts. On podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Parenting talk. Thank you. I for to parenting talk. Yeah,
0: we're gonna be doing it. Uh, one of my favorite stories from Twitter from the last couple of months was uh, I don't even know who did it, so I, I wish I could give them credit, but they said. Uh, you know, bad news. I found out my daughter was skipping uh,
2: oh, her,
0: her, was. her tutoring uh, for algebra in high school. Uh-huh. The good news, I found out she was skipping it to run a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> in the back of the library with six boys. Yep, she was the I dungeon master. That. Awesome. And I was like, I love yes. this. So I was like, yes, yeah. let's get. I, I want this to be. You know, yes. obviously, don't skip anything you're supposed to be yeah. doing, but.
1: That's stay in that's school kids it. you know what you're going to use d and a lot more than you're going to use algebra you heard it here first.
0: <laughs> whoa shots fired it's gonna be algebra. the algebra podcast is going to come get us I knew, talk is want like, to talk. It's going to I want to say you're like, jet. <laughs> I don't
4: let my girls use any of the tables for things like um, modifiers. Yeah. I make them do the equation.
1: Ew. <laughs> now, now, you, now you lost me. <laughs> that's
4: an that interview over. I <laughs> had you on the hook. I was, I was reeling you in. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I lost you. Like, I got to do let homework. Let X. Yeah. It's pretty easy. face. Minus 10 divided by two round down.
1: So I wasn't good at math. Okay. Yeah. I'm not good at math either. When I, have the big numbers, when I have
4: the
0: big numbers of things I have to add up, like, different dice together, I get, like, paranoia. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, there's too many dice. Someone do this for me. You do it.
4: <laughs> it's, I'll tell you, though, it's, you not, it's, not the math. Yeah, it's not the math that scares off the students at all. It's the It's the size of the books. Oh, yeah. just the, like the number of yeah. pages that they yeah. have to yeah. – yeah. Well, they I bet, don't have to read it all. No, they don't have to read it all. Um, I've actually taken to, you know, uh, printing out the free basic rules. Yep. Wizards gives away free basic rules. They give, like, basically, Did you guys know that? It is like Sorry. the full, it's like the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Player's Handbook, and the Monster Manual. It's everything you need to play. In one little PDF yep. that yeah. you can download for free and print out. And yep. it's
0: available on D&D Beyond as well. You can yeah. figure it out there. Yeah. Yeah. For so, free, no cost.
4: Totally. Yeah. Actually,
1: D&D Beyond would be good for these kids. So we, have, their yeah, so
4: we actually tried to use it last year a little bit, and we the only stumbling block that we hit last year was that it was a Twitch sign-up, and you had to be 14 to sign up. Oh, and yeah. we're in middle school, so actually yep. like some of our 8th graders are 14.
1: But we didn't actually talk about their characters and how they create them.
4: Oh yes, <laughs> let me tell you about how they create their characters. I feel like <laughs> um, you were about to say something else too. No, no, no. I, no, I to... was gonna just plug for D and D Beyond that they just opened up uh, uh, Google sign up, so you can authenticate with Google now. So oh, I see. So that's nice. yeah. awesome for schools because a lot of schools use Google. Yeah, great. So all right, yeah. done and done. Well and, they done have, D&D. and they also Googled. have they have a they have a school program. If you like, reach out to their their
0: support people. They'll hook you up with that. I think. Um, yeah, I, I was encouraging them to do that because I'm like, you're going to get a lot of people totally. asking. Yeah. we already are. And they're yeah. like, yes, we are. I'm like, so make it a thing. Make it a process. Yeah,
4: yeah. So that's something that I, I definitely want to look into for next year. Um, but for my students, I, you know, character sheets are complicated. Yes. And it takes you like a full session at least to like set up a character. Yes. Sometimes more than a session. Yes. And one of the – so I decided early on I was not going to do that. Like I wanted them to play right away, and I was like, "This is my first D and D club session, right?" So I was like, "Okay, um, we need." Like I was like, "All stressed out." I'm like, "I got to get them hooked right away. Got to get them, you know, like coming back for more." And we get we have to play like an exciting adventure. Start off with some action. So what I did was I said, "Okay, we're going to start off at zero level." And zero level actually is an old D&D thing from, like, second edition, right. which I couldn't afford. I was, like, a poor college student when second edition <laughs> Right, D&D you'd be, like, out. a
0: commoner. You wouldn't have any skills you're yeah. And you're yeah.
4: And I picked this up from playing a game called DCC, which is Dungeon Crawl Classics, they, and they kind of riff on this whole zero level idea. And so you, all I did was I had each girl roll a D30, and I said, okay, you're going to pick off this table. What is your background? It could be like a glass blower, like a, I don't know, like a stable hand, uh, blacksmith, a cook. You know, just all random Seattle, stuff. The yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right, exactly. <laughs> Farmer. Yeah. <laughs> you could work at SubHop. You know, <laughs> basic backgrounds. Music intern, common. right?
1: Commoner. <laughs> Commoner. Uh,
4: web developer. The basics. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a fantasy setting. Yeah. And uh, so they they do that, and then they pick out. Uh, let's see, they pick out race, and then they get a name, and that was it. Like, that's okay. where we stopped. And I, I think I just gave them each, like, four hit points, or maybe I had them roll for hit points. And we just started playing. We did not even talk about alignment. Mm. They just start playing right away, and I'm like, you're in this village, and, you know, you're, you're sweeping out the stable, mm. and you're working in the kitchen, and all of a sudden you hear, you hear some cries from outside, and you rush outside, and you see this guy come into town, and he's got, like, you know, this cut on his side, and he's, he's stumbling into the village, and he's holding something in his hand, you know, and then they're hooked. That oh. was it. Because they're like, like go, right, this is that a, was this our is campaign. This is a scene. Yeah. That was our campaign for the rest of, like, the entire quarter. And
1: then you just played. slowly leveled. So what did
4: he right? have in his hand? So, oh, he had.
1: <laughs> Finished the story. <laughs> yeah. right?
4: Oh, he had, he had a map in his hand and he was coming to warn them about the wolf riders were coming. Oh. And the wolf riders, oh. not what you think. Not what you think. And, uh, there so was they, wolves riding wolves. They were not riding wolves, they were wolf <laughs> not centaurs. What you think.
1: Woah. Yes.
4: We'll, <laughs> like uh, Lyco Towers, that's what I call them. Lyco Towers. Lyco oh, yeah. like yeah. Towers, Towers. There you go.
0: Could they go to other forms? Could they be like nope, human form? No, nope, they're
4: just Lyco-towers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're pretty straight up. How did s- those get created? I, uh, literally on the moment when I like decided what is the wolf rider going to be. Really?
0: <laughs> That's, I love those so, stories. There's, a lot, like, of, there's
1: yeah. a lot of improv This
3: in
4: is like game. with Chris
0: Perkins, where he was yeah. like, I didn't know that they were going to yeah. roll for their head
4: points. the
1: squirrel was going to vanish. Or the squirrel was going to... Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do the girls have a hard time hurting animals?
4: Hurting? Or hurting. Um, like, even oh, though this is a like... big deal. Okay, so let me talk about this for a moment. So yeah. actually, in the, with that first group uh, of players, there was a scene where they're walking along, and I was like, okay, I kind of want to get them out of the wilderness now. They fled their village. Um... They had some cool wilderness encounters, but I want to get them into a dungeon or something like that. And so I set up this, like, ruin, and I was like, I have to tempt them into this ruin, because it turns out, like, ruins, when you say ruins, it's just not appealing. It's it's, it's been there. And they're not not thinking about magic items or gold pieces. Yeah, they've never experienced that. I'm like, there's stuff in the ground. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I had, like, what, you know, what I was like, okay, I'm going to have some bad guys. So I decided... And by the way, Kat Krieger's D Twenty Dames podcast changed my thinking about this, which I'll talk about. But uh, I decided to have kobolds because I was like, I grew up in the '80s, man. You kobolds are bad. They're, they're, you know, they're bad news. And so I had all these kobolds, and I figured they could take them in a fight. And they had kidnapped this little girl, and I was like, you guys have to rescue this girl, right? It was a pretty cut and dry case, I right. thought. And they went to, they were like, yeah, we're gonna like, we're gonna go in and get these these kobolds. And one of these girls was like, you know, they're they're like attacking them. And I realized at one point, I'm like. I'm teaching these girls how to murder these kobolds. And I was like, maybe I should think about this for a moment. Mm. And so I kind of backed off from that a little bit in the middle of the fight. And I was like, you can fight to subdue them. So they were, okay, we're going to subdue them. And then uh, they tied them up. And then one of the girls in my group was like, now I kill them. <gasps> oh, she's she's a finisher. No, yeah. she's like she just wanted to like tie that knot off. She was yeah. like, we don't want to have any loose ends. That's, you know, wow, which, which, that's a very Joe Manganiello way of, of playing Dungeons and
0: Dragons. Yeah, He's and, the same way. He's like, no and, loose ends, and I love it too. And I'm
4: like, you know, I can be really metal about it, but at the same time, these were sixth graders, and I was like, I was like, okay, Entire we're gonna press dragon. Yeah, and I was like, I, <laughs> so I pressed pause for a second. I'm like, okay, hold on a second. Let's talk about alignment. Oh. And let's decide, maybe your character would do this, maybe not. And they all picked alignments, and they ended up deciding, no, we're not going to kill the kobolds. Right. Um, they left the kobolds tied up. They rescued the little girl, and uh, some wolves ate the kobolds later. But, oh. Yeah. But they, the girls didn't kill the kobolds.
1: They didn't kill That they was they the important part. Yeah. So they, they were neutral. Yeah.
4: And <laughs> since then, I've actually started to present humanoid uh, creatures as, like, just creatures. Just like, not bad guys, not good no, guys. Whatever's
1: just, in their imagination. Yeah, they're just yeah. like,
4: you know, here's some kobolds that you need. Maybe they're traders.
0: maybe they've got stuff to sell. Well, that's an interesting tangent, you know, right? Because there, yeah. there is something that I have struggled with as a dungeon master as well as a player of like, well, sometimes you just want to have them be bad guys. And yeah. You to, you know, part of the escapism of the D&D fantasy is like, alright, you, you're gonna kill some things. Yeah. Right? And so you don't want to necessarily be like, well, are the orcs... Have they been, you know. Maybe it's their upbringing. It it, it can be very, you know, getting in moral quandaries when sometimes that style of game is not what you want. I don't want to pull
4: any punches either because it's a bunch of middle school girls. I want them to have had that experience of, yeah, we can slay orcs, sure. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I want them to feel like, yeah, I can wield a sword. My character can wield a sword. Right. Um, So most of the time the monsters were non-humanoid that we ended up killing. Uh, A lot of centipedes. Um, bugs are bad some, yeah like demonic entities yeah um, misty snake forms Sna- that's yes. good so, screw snakes Le- yeah. like guitars like, like guitars. guitars like guitars yeah. like guitars
0: but I mean what if they're nice like guitars they could be yeah maybe <laughs> they just needed to be like <laughs> just mis- they didn't you know right. we well, see I know I think, no, is, but then you know actually, what, we have to have you back because this is going like yeah, to have back, is gonna be like a whole other like we, mo- yeah. moral yeah. conversation. Because it's very important when, especially when you're playing with kids, it's actually how the first pet happened. Oh,
4: really? Yeah, because I had some wolves just in that theme, and one of the girls was like, "Wait." In the middle of a battle with it, she was like, "Can I? De- can I? Can I make it my pet? Can I like tame it?" Yeah. And I, de- I had to develop a that whole system mean. for
0: taming it, like right there. I had it very similar. I was playing with my my daughters. Uh, this was about a year ago now, but I yeah. set up a, kind of a kind of a, your thing, very similar. Like, oh, we're just going to start. They're going to go take care of some wolves that are are terrorizing the sheep. Yeah. right, or they're going to kill the wolves, right? And they get the wolf, and my my oldest daughter, I, I try to describe as it, much. Snarling, it's coming at you. It's you know, you have yeah. to attack it because it's going to rip your throat out. And she's like, "I want to." Tame it. I'm like, oh "Oh, god. All right, well, roll the d20, and we'll see if you can do it. I was ready to fail, right? Twenty. Roll (gasps) the the nat twenty. So, and I'm like, all right, you get fluffy the wolf. Somehow, what you did. Here's my my tip. Here's my tip
4: for for taming animals. Yeah. Yeah, do a death save, but it's a
0: taming save. Ah. Right? So you, you have to do... It would be three of in around. Oh, right. yeah. A row. But with a nat 20, but then it would be automatic. You an know, nat 20, sure. For, right? I mean, yeah. no matter what her I mean, bonus was to animal yeah, husbandry, no. yeah. it was going to be... Because you still have that tension then. Yes. You have that excitement. Right? Yes. And I, I and couldn't take that away from her. I yeah. was like, oh, you rolled a 20. That's the best thing in the world. You get to get a pet. Yeah. I mean, that, yep. that's now the you reward have you have from that. But um, then,
1: like, you can show her how it's kind of annoying to have a pet. <laughs> Now you have to wake up early in the morning to take that wolf out yeah, to the God, bathroom. That is a good. You lesson. And you gotta walk. scoop his poop up all gotta the time. Gotta walk your tower. Yeah, you, oh, walk. Your you can't stay out late. And your dog needs to get walked, <laughs> and he has separation anxiety, and he's gonna tear the, the front door off your house.
0: Can we co DM this? Yes. <laughs> and dead cats. Your dead cat is the worst. Uh, no, the <laughs>
1: Honestly. dead. Honestly. <laughs> 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 no.
0: Right. Um, so I feel like there's so much more we yeah, can talk about. There, I want to delve into all of these topics, and I want to necessarily find out what's going to be the, after the D
4: and D club. Other things you're doing? Yeah. Well, follow me on Twitter. You'll I'll keep you all posted.
0: Um, Where are you at on the Twitter?
4: Just so I everybody am listening can know. At Ethan Schoonover, and you will be able to catch up on everything I'm doing. I will post. Uh, I'm going to try to really try to get that material up online for oh, folks cool. over the summer. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And I'm going to be coming back to uh, we're going to C O D M. Are we going to co-DM? What? I don't know.
1: I'm going through the program.
4: Okay, you're going to go through the program yeah. first, and then we'll co-DM.
1: And then we, that, would, that seems like a good no step yeah. to go after yeah. the she program. How and scared then, she got? I, mean, I <laughs> <laughs> something you might have
0: experienced yes. uh, uh, before. Yeah. But oh. you're in, you're flushed, you're ready to go. But I, yeah. want,
1: I do want to learn. Yeah. And I really do think I want to DM for kids. I think that's my audience. DMing I really do. for kids is the best. Like new, like just introduce those little fresh young minds.
4: Yeah. You she come to one of my public sessions.
1: Coming okay. Up. yeah
4: well, just to play, just to play, yeah, yeah,
1: can I bring my kid totally do it we Like, Quinn us. and I can play together, yes,
0: yeah, oh my God, you'll co-play era.
1: Co-play with Quinn,
0: yeah, I like it, yeah, all right, so we got lots of plans. All right. things all are right. happening, we're going to make it all. I'm thank, so you so excited. For, uh, thank you so much for you both being we have wanted here. Yeah. to
1: talk to you for such a long time. I'm I know. so glad yeah. that yeah. we got to
0: do this yeah. Me yeah, too It's been great, yes, awesome, thank you so much. That was a fantastic interview. Woo! I really enjoyed uh, uh, hearing about all of the, 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 the new generation of, yes. of, of not just people, the women who are going to be playing Dungeons & Dragons for inspiring. years and years to come.
1: And it's good for them.
0: It is good for them.
1: These women are going to be empowered yeah. because of their time with Ethan.
0: It's like having that yes. delicious uh, uh, you know, uh, vegetarian food that you know is good for you. Gives you all the building blocks and the vitamins that you need, but it's also delicious and fun.
1: Like the Impossible Burger.
0: It's impossible.
1: It's delicious.
0: D&D is the impossible game.
1: But but not, because you should all play it.
0: Oh, wait. <laughs> 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 no, I mean impossible it's, to exist, because it is super fun and enjoyable, but it also impossibly is... Impossibly fun. It, it, no, wait, hold Matt. on. Yeah, who writes this marketing copy? I
1: don't know. Some Throw animal. it away.
0: Get it out of here. Bah. Ah. Um, what's exciting about what's, uh, uh, you we're back. We get to do these, these all the time know, we and talk to, talk to each again. other. I know, right? I actually saved up a lot of conversation. I did too. I and I to haven't
1: be- even told you all the things that I was going to tell but
0: you. what are the things? Tell me some.
1: Quinn was in a musical today. <gasps> what?
0: A yeah. musical?
1: Yeah. What do you do? Oh, it's actually a musical. Mo- it was about musical. barnyard animals. Click, clack, moo? No, but, oh, I love that.
0: No. He okay. was, I
1: forgot. I don't even know what it was called. But he, uh, he, his class was the pigs, and uh-huh. they were neat nick pigs, and they were offended that people keep calling them dirty. And they all had cleaning supplies, and they were like, sweep that slop, sweep that slop. Wow. I know. And he actually volunteered to have a speaking part. Really? Yeah, which is really odd for my a little shy. child. Yeah. But like walking into the auditorium, he was like, I'm not doing it. I, I am not doing it. I'm not doing it. his teacher was like, you don't have to do it. Don't worry about it. Oh. So he didn't do his speaking part, but what he was did do part? this. Oh, I don't. Did remember.
0: you rehearse it with him? I tried.
1: I was trying. I'm like I'm not going to be a stage mom, but
0: I really want to be. <laughs> no, because make get your makeup and your hair. I'm like, just oh my right.
1: god! I kept telling him about the time, like you know, my first play. I was in <laughs> second grade. Uh,
0: Mr. Guffman's in the front row, and <laughs> it this might, this musical might go to Broadway. Forest,
1: and I was a bluebird, and I was also the only bluebird that had a speaking part, and I still remember my line. He was like, "You already told me this." <laughs> it did not inspire him, but I was so proud that did- he. Almost.
0: Almost did it. But
1: he sang. He did the rest of it. Sweet. Yeah.
0: Um, And uh, uh, I heard his friend did a very good job dancing as well. Oh,
1: my God. His friend was – his friend stole the show Mm. in the best way. And I told him, like, Maddox, you were so awesome. You stole the show. And he was like, no, I was there. (laughs) uh, Okay. (laughs) He's like, like, I don't understand your idioms. I don't get it. Yeah. And then, like, two seconds later, he told me that I always look like I'm crying.
0: He's a sweet talker, that Maddox. He really knows uh, the all the right things to say. Because I will to say, I did
1: cry seeing Quinn sing because <laughs> it was like so overwhelmingly adorable. Right, and I was like, oh, this is like recording. This is so cute. This is amazing. And then when Maddox did his part, I even cried a little for him because he was so cute. And so yeah, he's not wrong.
0: You're like you always do look like you're crying. I usually am. O- only at school functions, though. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they do it, like in the morning now. Like it's that's like what Bart said. it's so great because you can just you know yeah because uh, Edna did a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: Whoa, that's like a real one. No, why is Mary Poppins? Sorry, it was, was Mary like, Poppins. Like Poppin. She's
0: doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory next week.
1: Where? That's cool.
0: Like they do these like school. Um, they're called Steam programs where they like you can volunteer into them so they can you can do this you can do other things and she just loves doing all the musical stuff so much so that she is now. Like when people ask her what she wants to be when she grows oh, no. up, guess what she
1: says: an actress. Yes. Wait, is this Fiona or Edna? No, this is Edna. Are you serious? Yeah, of course. That's what she says. I'm not now. even a little surprised.
0: It's I, I was surprised that it happened this early. Honestly, she's eight, but like no. she's like she's in, she's in it to win it. Oh, she wants to is perform, Aaron mostly happy a about this? Yeah, we're all super happy because it's going to be exciting oh, to see her dreams, you know, uh, uh, be realized. I hope.
1: Oh, that's so cute. I still think Quinn's going to be a professional wrestler.
0: Oh yeah, he's got the skills. Yeah, but he's got to bulk up. Got to bulk yeah. up. Yeah. Get him on some protein. My God. Some some powders. Yeah. Some creatine. For sure. Wait, no. That's, is that bad?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll Google it.
0: We'll give him some enhancing drugs. No big deal.
1: juice <laughs> <It's> juicing, man.
0: <laughs> got to start him young. Juice it up, kid. Uh, that's not true. Do not start them young, except Do not juice with Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Start that young. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, uh, where can people... Good save. F- I know, I'm trying. Uh, where can people find out about uh, what you're doing, Shelly Mazenoble?
1: Well, as if they're going to want to after that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's how to hate follow, Shelly.
1: Give me all your parenting advice on Twitter, <laughs> at Shelly Moo. I am not juicing my kid.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Let's clear that Obviously. up. Obviously. Let's clear that up, because that seemed like that was what was what was all happening.
1: Right.
2: Oh! Oh! No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We got an image of uh, Shelley's mug, which says, not the worst mom. Oh, yeah.
1: It's that's, true. That's
0: perfectly done. Yes. Thank you, Pelham. Well Green. done,
1: Pelham. Pelham you You're make- like the Ben Looms of podcasts. <laughs> you know just the right thing to do at the right moment. A
0: second too late. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, about
1: you, Greg Tito? I
0: am on the Twitters, at Greg Tito. You can find me there. I'm also on Instagrams. Uh, Greg underscore Tito posted a lot of pictures from D&D Live Ooh, there. Oh, I see that. Um, and speaking of which, I'll be doing, hopefully, uh, by the time you listen to this in podcast form, there will already be a massive thread thanking everyone who contributed to, uh, or as many people as I could, or have pictures of, uh, thanking them uh, for everything they did for D&D Live. There That's is, nice. it's a, you know, Part of the craziness about having a huge event like this is, There's a lot of people to thank, a lot of things. Uh, So I'm trying to compile as many pictures as I can, uh, and and uh, writing a little bit about uh, about as many of them as I can. So we don't for an event like this. There's no credits page. There's no like scroll of like, oh, here's what everybody did. So I'm trying to make. Uh, this be that but we'll uh, we'll see hopefully that'll be going nice, on and that'll be on the twitter so look good. for it there if you want to find out about everything that happens in the world of D&D go to dungeonsanddragons.com dragon plus will have a uh, new issue out with a lot of the stuff from Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus as well as from D&D Live Matt Chapman the EIC of Dragon Plus was there yes and fuego he was um, writing so much amazing stuff uh, that will all go into uh, Dragon Balls. <laughs> Why are you laughing at it?
1: Because I just <laughs> noticed a tweet from Jim Zub that says, Eat it! Eat the coin!
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is your face. Uh, your oh, soul Jim, is right we here. Love you so Jim, much. Thank you so
2: Thank
0: you. I think that's it. I think we just got to get this out of here. We're but, done. Thank you, everyone. Thank See you. See all of the D&D stuff, and uh, we'll just have to drop soul coins on the microphone to piss off Ryan now. Bye.
1: Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Adam Lee's soul is heavy. We're in hell. I'm Adam Lee.